1: All right, here we go. Last show for 2018 here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM. The Answer, Tim Lim is here. Mark uh, is here. Pellegrini, get Billigrini. it right. Yep. I was asked if I should, if they should bring you as though they were had to let you out of a cage somewhere or something. And I said, absolutely, bring Mark.
2: I haven't spent the whole break uh, writing scripts for uh, Tim and Mitch, so I have been in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's called my apartment.
1: <laughs> okay, so let me ask you. Tell tell Mark what I said. Why I said that you should bring him. He
3: said that you had an acerbic wit. No, well, that's not true at all. Oh yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> absolutely is biting. It's biting. Well, <laughs> no, something about me
2: bites. But and man. I like y'all. Come on,
1: come on. Other people would say other words besides bite, but that's okay. <laughs> when we we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted you to come. Uh, Shane to be here. At about 4 o'clock, I think. He said a lot more work turned up than what he expected on his basic last day of 2018. But he's coming. And uh, Josh can't make it because his Jeep mm-hmm. buried itself or tried to in his front yard.
2: All-terrain vehicle
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. buried itself. <laughs> Not so all-terrain. Buried <laughs> itself in irony. I thought it was funny is that Shane, he said it was covered in mud and kitty litter and of course, Shane asked the um, the question that needed to be: Where did kitty litter come from? He said, I was trying to get traction and it wasn't working. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, basically, Josh, you do that on ice and in <laughs> snow, not in mud. All right, mud it won't help with. <laughs> I had something really bizarre happen to me. You guys know I got the new transmission put into my car. It was running like a top last night. I pull out of my subdivision and suddenly it surges and dies. My gosh. And I go, what you know. So I have it towed to Joe's. I get the call today. Crankshaft snapped. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't your car snapped. be healthy for Man. five seconds? <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? When anyway. it rains it pours. Yeah. So over at RD's gonna be a gonna put it. I refuse to buy a new car with the prices now. Yeah. So I'm putting in an engine in that car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to cost me about three grand. So I'm going to do that. Well, it will be like I won't good be, as new, I, essentially. Yeah, I can't, I can't buy anything else because the cupboard is bare right now after I buy the engine for this thing again. So <laughs> new anyway, transmission, new that.
2: engine. I think you pretty it's much got,
1: got for, a new car. <laughs> it's good for about 150,000 miles or yeah. more, I hope, uh, about that. All right, so today's show. We're going to do the best and the worst in the movies in 2018. Problem was is that Tim and Mark didn't go to the movies as much as they usually do.
3: Not this year, okay. surprisingly.
1: Well, you're not a big movie goer anymore.
3: I, I used to be. And the thing is that <clears throat> I still like these genres, but I, I normally wait for Redbox for them to come out. Yeah. Or I wait to hear like people's opinion, like yours or Shane's or Mark's. But Mark actually goes to movies less than I do. So it takes us a while. It's like when you recommended Hereditary, it took him about three months before he saw it. What him. a great movie. It
2: was, and it's actually one of the best movies I saw this year.
1: I got it as my, uh, what? Yeah, I got it. Third best movie of oh, the year.
2: spoiled that countdown. Why
1: don't you? I want to do that, but it's my third best. My number one, It's A Quiet Place. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're it's making really a sequel already. already. Oh, yeah. It's out next year. Mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, Emily's coming back to do it, and uh, Kaczynski can't. I won't say why, but he's not coming back, but he is writing and directing again. So I'm looking forward to see what they come up with. Of course, it was a very easy movie to score. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know, there wasn't much music to it, to be honest with you. I'm kind of interested, you know, where they take it, because they're going to pick it up right where it ended for the first one, which was Emily blunt what was that what was that (laughs) is bad are bad people coming in to hurt me (laughs) (laughs) when she chunked in that that shell into the shotgun the 12 gauge and that's where it ends you know so we'll see what happens as far as that my worst movie of 2018 and i'm gonna and and zach's got his list too are you ready for this guys are we gonna count down or we're just gonna tell you okay mortal engines Mortal oh, you engine. saw that? Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Oh my goodness! It was gr- first two. The first two thirds of the movie are pretty doggone good. I liked mm-hmm. it. They had they had won me over. Then in the last third, and P- this is Peter Jackson. You expect <laughs> a lot from Peter Jackson, okay? I, I, at least I do. Although my opinion of him started falling when he did King Kong. Well, the whole thing of Kong got, sliding across Central yeah. Park, frozen ice. Part that of me wonders
2: thing. if Peter Jackson, the Lord of the Rings movies, weren't an accident. <laughs> because if you look at the rest of his filmography, I mean, those Hobbit movies, like King Kong, which was just like two hours longer than it needed to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just sometimes I wonder.
1: Some of his early stuff was really good. I oh, like yeah. some of his really gore stuff. Oh, Dead that Alive? I love yeah. Dead oh, Alive. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are fun movies. but uh mortal engines two thirds is really good it's it's new feeling it moves along well and then the last third peter jackson either was doing heroin or something (laughs) uh because what happened is that it went from being this new kind of feel steampunk kind of movie to star wars and the empire strikes back done (laughs) in steampunk
2: tonal shift it
1: was not good I'm just telling you, it, when you get to that that part where it changes, that whole movie sucks big time.
3: <laughs> well, I had no plans on seeing it. I think we talked about it last time. Yeah. but it's a it's based off a of YA property. I just you don't like YA. Stuff. I don't like anything. For people listening, YA stands for young adult. Yeah. Um, I don't like anything that caters to the young adult crowd. I feel like as a genre and
1: as a niche. I got a couple of those. So stuff like uh,
2: the, the Divergent, that was yes, one of them, things correct. like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: Maze Runner, Death mm. Cure. <laughs> no. Worst movie, came out in January 2018, absolutely wow. I didn't
2: abysmal. Know that. I didn't know they were still making the Maze Runner oh, yeah, movies.
1: Well, it took them a long time to come up with a third one because the guy who was the lead actor in it that broke his hand while they were filming it, and they had to stop production for a while. He mm-hmm. shattered his hand.
2: What was it? so? It's basically like a male version of what's the girl with the uh, the bow and arrow, the mockingbird, the mockingbird thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's kind
1: of like that. It's kind of kind of yeah. Book. But the last movie is like two. It's two hours and thirty two minutes. It is two hours and thirty-one minutes too long. Why
2: are these? Why are all these movies so long? I just I don't know. get that.
1: They don't need it. They didn't need it. So anyway, I got other ones though that are pretty. They're, I think they're self-evident. Mm-hmm. If you're a moviegoer and you sat through any of these, I'll mention as being the worst, except for one. One I put in here just because I was expecting so much from it, and they didn't deliver what they promised they were going to deliver. Oh yeah. Yeah, they promised a a black exploitation film, and they didn't. <laughs> Came close. Tried. They tried, but they got cold feet. It's 20, you can yeah, see.
2: 2018. Yeah, no one's got the you guts for see, that. <laughs> you can
1: see where they got cold feet in <laughs> mm. it. I mean, I'm going to show a big exploitation film in 2019 for uh, the classic movie in October. Oh, boy. I'm showing I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, uh, yeah. The you, original. You've been hyping that up for I months am, now. I man. am. I'm ready, and I'm... I'm Trying to find an address for an agent or whatever for, um, uh, what's her name? Um, I'm trying to think. God, um, what's her name? She's from Pine Bluff. Camille Keaton? Camille Keaton. 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 Yeah. Keaton, yeah. She's from Pine Bluff. She played the lead in that. Oh, wow. And she's like 67 now. Maybe she's just in the phone book. I'm gonna <laughs> see, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think she lives in Pine Bluff anymore. But I'm going to try to mm. find her. And then I'll I'll go out looking. I will look for a sponsor to bring her in to be at the movie to talk about making that movie. Oh, that's cool. It's one of the greatest, you're going to hate this, rape revenge movies <laughs> I have ever seen.
2: Well, it's a, a Last House on the Left style movie.
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah. pull any punches. It, <laughs> it, it It is a vicious movie. And uh, it's a, it, I just think, you know, the movies they make now where they they play at it, this one showed it for what it was. It's well, ugly.
2: And R rating back then meant something very different from an yes, R
3: rating. Yes, it does. Now. <laughs> you better
1: believe that. A lot for of sure. the R
3: ratings now, they're predictable in what they're going to show you. Right. It's typically going to be computer graphics generated violence
1: and language. That's yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it. The, the, the violence they did back then, it was all done, you know, with, you know, k syrup yeah, and, yeah, and squibs, things yeah. like
2: that. Yeah, it was all practical. And, I mean, even if, if it looked uh, goofy and fake, at least you knew it was real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: there was something disappointing I saw recently. Um, have you seen the making of John Wick 2, like the, the extra features under DVD? uh huh. So I was under the impression, and this could be both a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it, but the violence in John Wick 2, it's all squibs, it's all blood yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But when you watch the making of... All the blood is computer generated. Oh, is it? All the
1: splatter and all that?
3: Yeah, there's a scene in the museum where it's Keanu Reeves and he's going around and he's literally just pointing guns at people. They're falling yeah and then but it's it's interesting because you're seeing this without any of the violence oh, they, so
1: they come back and they put correct it all
3: in. yeah and oh. then a, and then after that when you watch the movie now you're just like oh my gosh come on like i, I just want it to be practical <laughs> well, well i, I mean like
2: it's, it's practical effects. it's kind of good though if um if you couldn't tell, tell for right. the first time around that it was cg blood i mean that means it did a pretty good job but yeah i know what you mean once that curtain's pulled away and like oh never
1: mind delayed it. the last movie i saw with practical event, effects like that that i thought was really 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 good it's still one of my favorite movies because it came clo- really close to the the splatter movies of the 70s was uh the devil's rejects
2: the devil's rejects man if it, it doesn't feel like that movie was as long ago as it was i yeah. think that was like 12 13 years yeah. ago and that's that's practically a lifetime in cinema you know, i think the way that's, things the, change. Best, that's but, the
1: best movie that zombie ever made it
2: is um it was it's a sequel to house of a thousand corpses for yeah. people who don't know but it's a but it's directed in a completely different style from house of a thousand corpses this one's more authentically 1970s you toby better hooper believe her, yeah. man. and, and that, he, he nailed that
1: my greatest scene in that movie is i think it's Cartwright that's running they've killed her husband they, they cut his face off, mm-hmm. and they put his face on her.
2: That's my favorite scene, too. And yep. she's
1: running out, and I won't tell you what happens, but what happens just comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it's great.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there have been rumors about a third one, which I don't know how they're going to do. He says he's going
1: to do <laughs> another one. <laughs> well, well, isn't he filming one? Didn't he film one just he?
2: now? Well, the movie he just made, um, it wasn't. It was like The Witches of Salem or something? No, no. no, It was another one.
1: He's got a brand new one coming out. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's already working on it, but I don't think
2: he's come out with his third uh, movie in that series yet, so... Because, yeah, of got course, kind of a, his wife is going to be in Oh, she's in all of his movies, which is, like, the best and worst thing about it. I liked yeah. her in those movies because the character she played, uh, Baby Firefly, yeah. was it was her being herself, and that worked for that character. But then when she tries to play other characters, you kind of find the limits to her terrible. range. And she was terrible. In the terrible. Halloween movies. And, uh, oh.
1: Well, and that, uh, what is this, uh, that one you were just talking oh, about. Oh, Witches of Salem, oh, Lord God. of Salem. It was yeah. terrible
2: yeah i got kind of a sherry moon zombie zombie. Mm -hmm. i think she started out as one of the like dancers at at his uh shows and then he married her and then she became an actress Uh, but she only appears in his movies if you notice
1: (laughs) yeah okay i'm looking here at okay i see the lords of salem boy that was back in 2012 you that's a lot longer ago than i thought it was um not seeing the new one he's ah, well, he's working he's working, working i mean something. he's got rob zombie yeah uh
4: three from hell that's coming out so next that's year. It, three from hell
1: and that's got uh the clown uh what is his name is it uh sid hack sid hack okay Hague, Hague is okay. in it mm-hmm. and uh you know Trey trejo okay um <laughs> yeah. bill right. mosley yeah. Oh Well,
2: that's why people are thinking it's a, a sequel, because it's got Bill Moseley and Sid Haig and definitely all of them. Sherry Moon. Yes. Sherry
1: Moon, and that's the original cast yeah. from, uh, you know. That's the trio. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm up for it. I am. I'll go mm-hmm. see it, just because i got to see what he does with well, it I hope he, and um, how he brings them back.
2: Well, yeah, how he brings them back, but also <laughs> I kind of hope he does a different style, you know, because House with a Thousand Corpses do was 80s. a totally different—do what? He needs to do 80s. 80s, yeah. That's what I'd love to see. He's done— House of Thousand Corpses was very modern. It felt 2003 mm-hmm. in the way he directed. Yeah. Devil's Rejects was very Toby Hooper, 1970s. Oh, it was 70s. And I'd like to see it him try a, a retro 80s uh, flick with that one. That could be cool. I can't
1: tell you how how much I love <laughs> 70s movies. Oh,
2: they're, they're so – I mean, people use gritty a lot now. But when we say gritty, I'm actually talking about texture. You feel dirty and sticky when you see <laughs> that The only – Oh, we're back on
1: Back with you here on Dave Ellswick's Show. We were sitting here just continuing talking about 2018. Okay, so I'm going to turn these two guys loose. We got a couple of minutes here, and uh, Bumblebee is out right now. Yeah. So uh, it's got really good reviews on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but you're telling me you believe that studios pick o- well, are paying off Rotten. Well, Tomatoes. He- here's here's
2: my thing. So imagine they rebooted Ghostbusters, but yes. the plot was that's. Peter Vankman's nephew befriends Slimer and has to spend 120 minutes keeping the Ghostbusters from finding Slimer or else some action might happen. That's the plot of Bumblebee, except with Transformers, and it's boring.
3: <laughs> it's so bad. And, and it's one of those things where it's objectively bad, where there were so many instances where I thought to myself, how in the world did this make it past a critic sitting there like I am right now with a pen and paper and a critic not dinging them every single time that something like this happens? For example, there's this there's a stupid subplot where the main character um the girl she's annoying. Her family's nice. They're kind folks, but she's just a brat the whole time. So they try to be nice to her and she's the type of pouty teenager who's always going into her room and sulking and stuff like that. There's a stupid subplot about how she used to dive and there's literally a part in the movie where it's a 10 it's a 10 minute tangent where they go they go to this cliffside and there's a bunch of teenagers jumping into um, into the ocean and they try to egg her into diving uh-huh. and she gets cold feet and doesn't want to. So then the next 10 minutes are she and this guy and Bumblebee go to uh, the house of one of the mean girls and egg it. I'm not kidding. There's 20 minutes of the movie devoted to this stupid scene that doesn't really advance anything of the plot. And I, I hear people saying like, oh, but it's a throwback. To the '80s, it's like yeah, if it was done poorly, I mean, this. Had- I mean, so the 2007
2: movie, I mean, you can you can call it a bad movie what you want. You can say all the bad things about the original 2007 Transformers movie, with Michael Bay, but just um, remember that. 15-minute scene in that movie where the Autobots are at Sam Witwicky's house, and he's trying to hide them from his parents. Take that 15-minute scene and expand it for two hours with no payoff whatsoever. That's what this movie is like. All right,
1: hold your thoughts. <laughs> we'll come back after the news. We've got until 5 o'clock to talk about the worst and the best of 2018, but right now we got a break for the news. All right, back. Dave Ellswick show. All right, so finish up on your talk about about Bumblebee.
2: Okay, well, um, what I guess some people may or may not know is that uh, Bumblebee was originally written to be a prequel to all the previous live yes. action Transformers movies, and they very hastily rewrote it and reshot it to be a reboot instead. And when you watch the movie, you can see the seams pretty badly. Like there's a five minute prologue, which is the best part of the movie, that takes place on Cybertron. Autobots fighting Decepticons. The
1: is, is that where you've got uh, the head guy? I forget what his name was.
2: Yeah, Shockwave. Shockwave and Soundwave. Yeah. Megatron's
1: not in the movie. Oh, okay. yeah. he's not. But uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah, Optimus is Prime. He's talking to bumblebee and yep. say go to earth and mm-hmm. protect yep. them and it, okay. it
2: all the characters look like they did in the old cartoon but with mm-hmm. modern cg they have um either the same voice actors or new voice actors that are trying to sound like the old one and it's like the cartoon brought to life with you know a hundred million dollars and it's great <laughs> um that's only the I first like five that. minutes the next yeah. 95 minutes though are bumblebee uh getting into rascally hijinks around the house and you feel like you were bait and switched when you go to
3: see it and the the scripting is bad. I'm a pretty forgiving person when it comes to feel good movies. For example, like um, I just let Mark borrow Christopher Robin, which frankly, I mean, it's a schmaltzy movie, but with a, a good cast. One well, with, with Jude Law, right? Uh, no, Ewan McGregor. Oh, Ewan McGregor, and with Haley Atwell. I think they kind of look like each other. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. They have yeah.
1: the, the same features. But and Haley Atwell was, uh, you know, the first uh, Avengers girl.
3: Right. Hmm. When when <laughs> you <laughs> have a good yeah. cast, you can actually deliver on the script, uh, and you can deliver schmaltz in a pretty easy way. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, it's like everyone didn't realize how annoying they sounded. Um, The script was just (laughs) – anytime the human characters appeared, it was just awful. There's a part where you don't know if it was intentional or if it was done comedically. But, for example, John Cena, he plays this military guy, and when he finds out that – I've
1: heard that he is really bad in
3: It's bad. Whenever whenever they get an alert, it's like, hey, we got these two – hostiles coming so john cena's wearing a suit and he's behind a desk kind of like how we are right now john cena reaches below the desk pulls out a gun and he's like i'm on it he cocks the gun and then they cut to another scene and i'm like that that scene's so corny i mean that's a scene that i'm sure we've seen in countless action movies but did you have that same cognizance or did you just think that was a good idea when you made this this part so Mm -hmm. there were all these scenes where between my wife and mark and i we were just like rolling our eyes like you know face palming and just thinking it's it's not get on with it that's the
2: thing is like none of it's original so like there's this whole big long scene where bumblebee so at the start of the movie bumblebee is a warrior and then he goes to earth and he gets into a fight with a decepticon named blitzwing and that's where he gets his voice box messed up so he can't talk and he has to do like r2d2 beeps and boops but he his personality changes too he starts acting like a dumb puppy you know, and so there's this part, and it's just them doing ET. It's um all the, the family's out of the house. So Bumblebee sneaks into the living room, in the kitchen, and starts getting into to rascally hijinks around the house, breaking stuff and being clumsy. When he t- wasn't like that at any other point in the movie, even when he was a, a stupid puppy robot, he wasn't acting that way. It's just for ten minutes of the movie, he's acting like a completely different character, and then he does something clumsy and makes a mistake that allows the bad guys to find him, and it moves the plot forward. So he has to act. Out of character to move the plot forward. It's just bad writing 101 right there.
1: Okay. Uh. So I'll not go see it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I was convinced. thinking about seeing oh. it this weekend. I think, you know, the one that I really want to see this weekend is the mule uh-huh. because I've, you know, I've heard good things about it. I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I got a personal great story about Clint Eastwood that, uh, you know, then I got to kind of know him a little bit, know what he was like. And uh, so I've always been his fan. I mean, so, for a long long time.
3: Last week I talked about Into the Spider-Verse and I had my my gripes with it, big gripes, yeah. but
1: Yeah, we I, had a long <laughs> discussion about that the last time you were on.
3: I can I can at least see where the 94% rating is coming from based on the visuals alone. If you watch the visuals of the movie, they are great. And well, Zach loved them. And I can tell like I can t- I can say that that S- that kinda, loved them. that can deserve it based on the aesthetic. Bumblebee has neither. It has no plot that is worthwhile. And the aesthetic, outside of the first nine minutes, is watered down. I don't even think it had a budget that could compare with the first Transformers movie in 2007. So what are you being rewarded on? You're not being rewarded on the visuals you're not being rewarded on the story. There's nothing to reward well, you. So they
2: just um, announced, like yesterday, that they did green light an all anima- CG animated Transformers movie that takes place on Cybertron in response to everybody liking the first five minutes of Bumblebee. So the message is kind of getting out there that they really people really like that and they want more of that. So. I don't want to discourage people necessarily from going to see Bumblebee if that's what it takes to get that all CG animated Transformers film but that's what I think people want and it's just taken them six movies to figure that out
1: I thought the first few uh, Transformer movies were entertaining well i mean the the first one the
2: 2007 one i mean when when i saw that in the theaters in 2007 like a lot of people the special effects at the time like people don't really remember this but that was like the jurassic park of that decade it it was such a huge leap forward in special effects Mm -hmm. you know it's a dumb movie it's not smart in any uh, way shape or form but it was entertaining was Um, it made
1: to be smart
2: no it was made to sell toys but uh but, yeah, then, like, Revenge of the Fallen came out, and everybody kind of like, oh, and then they just kept making them. Yeah. <laughs> By the time he got to Mark Wahlberg being a descendant from King Arthur in the fifth one, you know, yeah, something guy went guy terribly guy bizarre. wrong.
1: I was going to say that got bizarre. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you my worst list first. Okay. And I know Zach has got a worst list as well. You got your top ten Worst movies from 2018?
4: No, just top, just three movies that were disappointed with.
1: Okay, yeah, the three. Okay, so let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Your your top three movies that you were really disappointed in. The Nun. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. And um, Sicario two. Yeah. And Bad Times of the El Royale.
1: Okay, so mm-hmm. let's talk about The Nun. I know you didn't like this movie for the same reason I didn't like this movie. The big the big thing that has been so good about the Conjuring movies mm-hmm. is that there. Typically well written, right? And they can they make you jump.
2: I like the first Conjuring movie. one um, well knows enough,
1: what but, he's doing uh, when it comes to horror. Yeah. I, I enjoy watching his movies. This movie is just plain, mm-hmm. flat out boring. Uh, I mean, boring. I almost fell you, asleep. You, about... you have you have a character here that yeah. showed up in the second Conjuring movie mm-hmm. that creeped me out. Right. I mean, seriously, creep. there is a scene in the second conjury movie that I think is so well done where his wife goes to the office right. of her husband, uh, Patrick Wilson, who's in Aquaman. <laughs> he plays the other brother. Oh. But anyway, uh, she's standing there, and she suddenly can feel the presence of the nun, and you see this, this uh, the, he has painted a picture of the nun because he's been seeing this dream and he's got a picture of it and it's over at the other end of the wall. Mm -hmm. And you see the shadow move out of the closet and come across the wall and comes around, gets to the corner and makes the turn and comes over and then gets to the picture and the, and the shadow stops and it's, it's her head sitting there on top of the shadow. And all of a sudden she comes bursting out of that picture (laughs) and, that just made me about jump out of my skin. <laughs> it was a great, great scene. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good director. But
2: they tried to extend that into a full movie all by exactly. itself. And it was bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. and yeah. But it did big box office because yeah. the Conjuring universe is just eating it up. Well, that's
2: the thing. The Annabelle spinoffs were the same deal. Annabelle was spooky mm-hmm. in the first Conjuring movie, but then they gave her her own like two or three movies now. She shot yes. a new uh, one coming uh,
1: <laughs> up this year. Wow. And in this one, uh, it takes place, from what I understand, in the fa- – uh, what what's the name of the family i mean they're real people in in real life the warrens the warrens yes because she's in a in a box in their museum and it takes place in their house and -hmm. the warrens are in this one so i have pretty good hopes for it that it'd be pretty good with with wilson and i can't pronounce her name pharma farmagia yeah farmagia (laughs) she's pretty good She's yeah, not she was bad. excellent
3: as uh, Mama Bates in Bates Motel. Yeah, she's uh, she's fine. a good
1: actress. So yeah, I'm, I got I got big hopes for 2019 for that movie. Mm-hmm. The the other Annabelle movie was okay. It had yeah. some pretty good good scenes in it, but not as good. The first one was really creepy, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first one was like, oh. They
2: well, mentioned Patrick Wilson being an Aquaman. That was directed by James Wan as well, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and to be honest, when you look at Patrick Wilson, if you watch the Aquaman cartoons back in the day, he looks like well, Aquaman. So he
2: looked more like Aquaman than Momoa did. Yes, he did. He really did.
1: He really – I mean, let me just be honest. He, I, no, I can he, agree with you right he, there. He, yeah. he did not have, uh, you know, those tats in, in the cartoon. He, he was a uh, super friends Aquaman. Yes, he was. It was, it was well, he was he plays
2: uh, Orm the Ocean Master, right? Yeah, One of the old school Aquaman villains. no mm-hmm. it's –
1: is he going to continue to be the villain? Is that what you're hearing? I'm not hearing anything, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean. It kind of looked like he made amends. Right. You know, when he found out that Mama was still alive and all of that. He had stuff. mommy issues. That's what he had. Yeah.
4: Oh, they found out her name was
2: Martha, and so that made it all better.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, her <laughs> name was Martha. That's what it was. Superman and Batman are going to be in the sequel. Uh, they're never going to live that joke down. <laughs> oh, <no>. gosh. <laughs> anyway, first, my, my worst movie first one was mortal engine mm-hmm. second one wrinkle in time
3: Ooh. i can't believe you actually paid money to watch that movie. that's a oh. consistent one yeah it
1: was disgusting <laughs> i mean it was that bad i mean i i really wanted to get up and walk out <laughs> I, I i didn't but i wanted to i did want to now what uh, you said you you what was the other ones that you mentioned uh sicario too you know i i'm I'm not as down on that movie as you are. I just think that it could never live up to the original Sicario.
4: Yeah, I can understand that. Still, you know, I waited for three years for it.
1: Yeah, and it disappointed me. You think they're going to make the third one? Hopefully, uh, yeah, I think so. I heard that Emily Blunt is coming back. Well Okay, so if she comes back, going to be a good movie. It could be like Daredevil, you know, with Netflix. Basically,
4: you know, forget about season two, season one, hey, and
1: three. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, they came up Daredevil, and they said, forget Ben Affleck. <laughs> and I did, because I wanted to get away as far. And Daredevil's one of my favorite mm-hmm. comic book characters, because he, he doesn't have what I consider big-time superpowers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you shoot him up, he's going to die. He doesn't just well, it's magically funny. heal up again. You
2: mentioned that. that. It feels like a lot of those um, early 2000s superhero movies that came when the boom for comic book movies first started yeah. are now turning into just like, imdb trivia that they even existed at all like hey dude did you know that they made a thomas jane punisher movie (laughs) what really (laughs) let me just tell you (laughs) what that's
1: the one that i go back to (laughs) that's the best one one. it is thomas jane was so and he just he just wrote a big uh, thing about that for uh, the hollywood reporter said (laughs) that he's finally given up that he'll ever play the part because he's been He's wanted to come back and, and he play did a again. He did a
2: fan film where he reprised the role, too. You can actually watch it on YouTube. I think it's Ooh. called like Dirty Laundry or something.
3: Yeah,
1: it's um, really good. Yeah.
2: No, he's um, Thomas Jane. He, he I thought he played a good Frank. He was just in a bad movie. Um, he also was going to play Jonah Hex, and he would have been perfect as Jonah yeah. Hex. But then they made that awful Jonah Hex movie without him. So he actually dodged a <laughs> bullet on that, I think. I, I will <laughs>
1: tell you this much, that the uh, the Punisher movie didn't become bad until Travolta showed up.
2: He, Travolta as a mob boss just he, does not sell that.
1: They should have realized that and never made Gotti. <laughs> because Gotti is terrible as well. I don't
2: know. Like, what's the worst John Travolta movie? Battlefield Earth? I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotti has a 0%. The only thing that I saw out of Battlefield Earth that I thought was redeemable about it was Pepper. That was the first movie I ever saw Pepper in, and he was good. Mm. You know, Barry Pepper. And then Barry Pepper went on to do We Were Young and Soldiers with Mel Gibson, and he became a, mm. a big star off that. And then he played Roger Maris. And he's a good actor, but he's fallen on some tough times. Nobody's using him now. Oh, yeah. Probably because he believes that a man is a man and not a girl.
4: You know, Tim, I thought you was joking about Gotti having zero
1: percent.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah, my! The God. fact does. You, you fact checked me on huh, Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> what does what's homies have now? <laughs> homies, <laughs> you know, yeah. Holmes, Holmes, and Watson. Is it four percent, or is, did it get up a little higher yet? You know, Will Ferrell huh. either hits hits it out of the park. Or it just stinks up the park. It's well, seven like percent. Oh my goodness.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the worst part of thing, the worst part about that is that he's paired with John C. Riley, and typically should it should be yeah. good. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that. How John C. Riley, I have liked him in everything I've seen him in, and even in um, in Kong Skull Island, he's the com- he's, the co- he's, he's, he's a comic oh, relief. Yeah, he's and he's great. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. And normally it's that role that I hate, where you have a serious movie and then you have this hijinks type. Character, but Yeah,
1: but he had a great backstory. Exactly, yeah.
3: and it was organic to the storyline. Yeah. So when he plays tour guide to Skull Island, he delivers these lines in a very serious way, but because we're the observer, they're funny to us, like his line about ants. You know, oh, they're just nothing but ants and they're like yeah. monsters. And he's like, I thought you just said there were ants. He's like, Yeah, they're huge ants. <laughs> like, what did you expect? Well, that's
2: so I think that's an example of the if you're if you're a writer out there or you're just an observer, the the way to make a comedy relief character work is that they can be funny and they can provide levity, but they have to also contribute something of substance to the group dynamic. They can't just be dead weight. They can't be Orco from He Man or something like that, where all right. they do is like trip and fall and everybody laughs at them. Like John C. Riley in Skull Island, he was a comedy relief, but he was also basically the field guide on Skull Island because he'd lived there for mm-hmm. decades, and he was able to actually help them get out alive. Right. So he could be as funny as he wanted to be,
1: as long as he wasn't useless. Yeah, but he was only being funny because... The other people were doing such stupid stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah. And he was a man at <laughs> a time. Up, not to.
1: <laughs> yeah. he tell them, you know, we don't want to go there. You know? And they end up there and say, I told you. <laughs> I kind of like that guy. Then my favorite part was at the very end. Mm-hmm. Where he gets mm-hmm. reunited. Really oh, yeah. yeah. That was great. Special yeah. moment. Because mm-hmm. he was a Cub fan, too. Mm-hmm. That
3: was a great movie, actually. In um, probably last year, yeah, I think sure that was
2: on.
1: definitely in my top five. Oh, it was oh, and, a great! Movie. And
2: uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters comes out next year. And That's awesome! That, yep. um, okay. I'm excited for that. It one. looks
1: good, does it yeah. not?
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, yeah. I was. Uh, I've, I've actually enjoyed the called the Monster Verse. These new Godzilla and King Kong yeah. movies are part of their own shared universe, and so far, they have not disappointed.
1: <laughs> well, it's gonna. Be, I'm. I just hope that Godzilla versus King Kong is not like the 60s version that well, I saw as a kid yeah. where they brought King Kong in yeah. using helium balloons.
2: That that was a goofy movie, but I, I just want a scene where King Kong like, – I want them to redo the scene from the original where King Kong pulls a tree out of the ground and shoves it down Godzilla's throat. Yeah. I mean, just go on, do that.
1: Well, the other one that I liked is where God, uh, where uh, King Kong slides down the side of the mountain, gets up and starts rubbing his butt.
5: <laughs> yes, that
1: part. You do, this is the old Toho stuff.
2: Yeah, that's also the one where King Kong uh, gets drunk off berry juice, yes. and then and he passes out, and that's how they were able to attach yeah. the balloons to him. Yeah, and they made a sequel where uh, King Kong fights a robot version of King Kong called Mechanicon. Like, oh, those are those are great old movies.
1: Yeah, but they're bad. <laughs> they're, they're good bad. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. yeah, and and you know it took forever. Just recently did they start actually not using a man in a rubber suit. Oh yeah! Forever Toho refused to to use, uh, you know CGI. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah. Toho specifically for all their monster movies. Yeah, like um, Shin Godzilla was their first all CG Godzilla. I think they might have had a suit for like some posterity scenes, but it was CG. Which at the very
1: beginning was terrible.
2: Uh, It's it's so the Japanese don't have the same budget for CG that we do. So a lot of their CG does not look as good as ours. I mean.
1: I mean, Godzilla was pretty cool looking once they oh, got yeah, yeah. him. Up I like Shin the Godzilla quite yeah.
2: a bit. Yeah, um, actually, I think I saw that. I know it came out in 2017, but I saw it this year. So I guess it's actually one of my better movies that I saw. Yeah, this year. Josh
1: gave it to me to watch, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and I I told him first third. I well, I thought I was going to throw up. It was so bad. But after that, it got pretty doggone good. I mean,
2: I enjoyed it on its premise because it sticks to its premise so hardcore. It's yeah. like, what if um, Godzilla were attacking the real world? How would bureaucracy handle that? And oh, you Which find really out how good. bureaucracy handles that. And not very well. Yeah, Not very well, exactly.
1: All right, let's take a break. Got to get the final one in, and then we'll get ready to finish up this first hour. I've gotten through two of my worst movies of 2018, I've got another eight to give you. I got my top ten. Hang in, it's coming right up. All right, so I got ten movies that I looked at as the worst. Let me just give you the ones that were the worst of the worst. All right, it was Maze Runner: Death Cure. I've already, already mentioned that 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 movie is bad. Cloverfield Paradox.
4: I still haven't watched it.
1: It was supposed to be released on the big screen. And it got relegated to Netflix.
2: Now that's the third Cloverfield movie, yes. right? Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's bad. Mm. It's really bad. Here is a Clint Eastwood movie. I thought he would do something with it. He did not. Fifteen, seventeen to Paris. That was about the uh, Marines saving the people on the train. Oh with yeah, with the guy wielding the knife and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was boring, really? boring.
1: Uh, yeah real boring then you go see movies sometimes because they're working off of a script from somebody else that you thought that movie was so good that this has got to be good too but then you forget that all of the really good actors from the first movie aren't in the <laughs> second movie uh, and I liked Ex Machina I thought that was a great yep. film about AI uh, Annihilation Which came out this year. And it's got Natalie Portman in it. And I thought when Nat and Michelle Rodriguez, I believe, were both (laughs) in it. And I thought it was going to be good. And it was bad. I didn't like it at all. Because I kind of figured out what they were trying to say. But man, when you got to work that hard, I mean, it was like going to see a a low made Stanley Kubrick movie.
2: Wait, it's Michelle Rodriguez from like the. fast and the furious movies and yeah. resident evil like <laughs>
1: resident evil she's not she's not a bad not a bad actress when they give her some material and natalie portman i think is really a good actress i like her a lot but uh this movie not mm. it, the script is terrible really is bad annihilation is i mean it's like well i'm not going to get into it <laughs> and number 10 and i don't know why they made the first one of these movies And why they ever made the second one, except that it's Guillermo del Toro, Mm. and that's Pacific Rim Uprising.
2: Well, why'd you see both of them?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I gave him, it it had Bodega in the second one. Well,
2: I heard a lot of bad things about the second one. The first one I enjoyed for the novelty. Uh, I watched the second time, and it didn't hold up to a second viewing very well. Um, I'm hearing music,
1: so is that Yeah, uh, we got to take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and let's talk about I just don't think that Guillermo del Toro is the great director everybody thinks he is. He's like Peter Jackson,
2: like I was mentioning earlier, is that he's had some, when he hits out of the park, he hits out of the park, otherwise he strikes out. The only (laughs) one that hit out of the
1: park, as far as I'm concerned, is Mimic. We'll be back with Uh, more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're back. And I was going through some of my worst of the worst for 2018. Solo
2: we did not see that one after last jedi we decided no more uh, star
1: wars (laughs) you would have wasted your money made it made good money but it was a it was a poorly made it didn't make star wars money is the thing no that's it (laughs) did not make star wars money uh what else did i have here annihilation impact we're going to talk about pacific rim uh proud mary now this is the one i kind of prefaced earlier on that wanted to be a black exploitation movie, but mm-hmm. then they got cold feet. Oh, okay. I mean, it was it 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 was heading towards, you know, Pam Greer type of movies back in the seventies, but. And Cleopatra Jones and Superfly well, and stuff like I that. I feel like
2: if you're going to do one of those that kind of movie, you need to either go all in or not at all, yeah, because well, you yeah, can't do it by that, half measures. That's exactly
1: right, you can't. Yeah. And there's a couple of scenes in it that are really, 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 you know, from the black exploitation mm. era. And by the way, when you say black exploitation, it was not an era that uh, is to be uh, looked at and and people hold their nose about. That was an era that black actors burst onto the screens in America. I mean, well, you know, you got Richard Roundtree and. Oh, yeah, the Greer Shaft and, movies and, all of and stuff like that. They're well, making a new Shaft movie. Did you know they had mm-hmm. a new one coming out mm-hmm. next year?
3: Yeah, I just heard about it yesterday. Yeah,
1: I had not heard about it at all. And it's all. going to be in continuity with all the other Shaft movies, no, too. Yeah. It, uh, it will not be as good as Richard Roundtree.
2: Oh, yeah, or uh, Samuel L. Jackson. But I hear they're, they both have cameos it. in it. Whoops.
1: No, Samuel Jackson is.
2: Starring his Shaft, so again. okay, so it's a sequel to his Shaft movie. So, yeah, so okay. Well, it took him a long time. He,
1: well, it took him a long time to to pull his badge out of the wood that he threw it into. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you people, remember the yeah. end of that, don't you, Zach? He threw the he threw his badge because he was because so, everybody was so corrupt and he didn't want anything to do with them anymore. Oh,
2: Darity Harry threw his badge in a lake and took like what one year for them to make a sequel. Yeah, to that, baby. So.
1: <laughs> he came back. He had to figure out how to feed himself. <laughs> what can I say? But yeah, it was,
2: you know, what can I say? It just... Um, well, with black exploitation movies, people, I guess, forget historically is that those movies were made for... There they they were black theaters back then. That's where a lot of martial made, arts movies were shown. They're made for those dude, theaters, but they got white people into the black theaters because they wanted to see the Shaft movies, and that was the only place to go to see them. So they cre- the, the art created an integration of people different yeah. cultures getting together because they all wanted to see that movie a
1: lot of them were young people like mm-hmm. myself that went to see Yeah, them yeah. And, i don't have to tell you, you know, what <laughs> get christy love and all of that stuff mm. that was it was just great movies and all the chop suey oh maybe i shouldn't say it that way anymore <laughs> Chops- Chops- yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, all those those movies yeah. that they had back in the day yeah, where you had somebody who was standing by a microphone with Two pieces of two-by-four and slapping them together when they were hitting each other. But I love those movies. Mm-hmm. I've got the the big uh, bookcase collection of Bruce Lee's movies. Mm-hmm. He was a big hero of mine when I mm-hmm. was younger, as, as is Tarantino. I've got well, all I of gotta, his.
2: I guess I'll confess, the only Bruce Lee movie I've seen is the one everybody says is terrible, and it was pretty bad. It was Game of Death. And the last five minutes of that movie with Bruce Lee are awesome. It's the 75 minutes without him, where it's a guy uh, dressed like him, wearing sunglasses, and like always being shot from behind because Bruce Lee was dead. (laughs) And everyone had to pretend that was him. Yep. But
1: but, Enter the Dragon Mm. is one of the seminal, you know, uh, martial arts movies of all time. I'll never forget reading that there's a scene in that movie where there's Cobra that he's getting ready to. The grab by the neck. Yeah. And by the way, it's not as tough as a lot of people want to make that sound like it is. I wouldn't do it, but people have been trained can do it. And there's a scene where he's like doing this thing with his arm. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And they actually had to shoot it in fast motion so you could see his hands moving. <laughs> That's how fast he was.
2: Mm. Well, he's uh, he played... Ping pong with nunchucks, and that's not a, a special effect. I'm that's just, him actually yeah. doing that. So no, that guy was something else.
1: He was he was a special individual. He really was, and to see John Saxon in those movies. <laughs> oh, and John Yeah, really crazy!
2: And there's a time when, um, yeah, because I remember him from like Kareem Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was at the end of Game of Death, yeah, right? And the yeah. the good part of Game of Death. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's just all those guys were, you know, you had. Uh, I'm trying to think what's his name, the football player Brown. Was in uh, a lot of those. Chuck black Norris was in one of those. Black, movies, well, really? the, I'm just talking about the oh. black exploitation oh, okay, okay. movies too. I'm kind of
2: all over the place. Yeah, all, all those. All over those, those Brown? Jim Brown. That's, kind of that's, of movies, that's yeah. the same. Yeah, Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and then you had. I'm, I'm trying to say who was the Kansas City uh, football player uh, that went into movies too. Um, uh, the Hammer. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Can't remember now. Uh-huh. But he was known as the Hammer. So who, played, he uh, big who, big who played? Who
2: played Blackula?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh
2: yeah, I remember seeing that on He's TV. Big. He was a, a big
1: yeah. star as yeah. well. That had by the way Pam Greer in it, yeah, the first it one. Yeah. <laughs> I I was into those movies, you know. I I grew up outside of Chicago. Went <laughs> to those theaters, watched those movies, enjoyed them. I mean, that was a time to scare everybody. That was a time that mainstream movie theaters were showing porn <laughs> under the thing of it being art <laughs> movies yeah i am just curious. say it's french or something I'm, I'm, curi- <laughs> I'm curious yellow story of a flea mm-hmm. behind the green door mm-hmm. i can name all of them that were bringing in big big money mm-hmm. people wearing furs and stuff walking into theaters theaters to see them
2: <laughs> then taking those furs the dry cleaners afterward. work
1: <laughs> yeah you didn't want to be sitting behind uh what's his name that played the uh, the kid paul rubens oh, oh, yeah no. paul rubens <laughs> i was gonna say yeah you wouldn't want to be behind him you think it's raining,
5: <laughs> and
1: it wasn't. But anyway, yeah. Let's go back and talk about Del Toro again. A guy that yeah. I think is given much too much credit. So for how yeah, we were talking about to that
2: off air. Is that Del Toro is a great visual director? I mean, you know a. Uh, I guess he's an auteur. You could call him that. You know a Del Toro movie when you see. He's it. He's
1: like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah,
2: I mean, you you know visually when it's a Del Toro movie because he makes. Amazing monsters and amazing visuals. He just (laughs) makes bad movies with them a lot of the time. Um, I didn't care for Crimson Peak, even though I thought it looked amazing. I I saw both of his Hellboy movies. And he had a great cast. I mean, Tim
1: Huddleston was in that movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just – and the Hellboy movies, I remember them for looking very, very good, having great monsters and great costumes and great sets. I don't remember them for having great plots, though. (laughs) Wasn't it just uh, Jessica Sartain in Crimson Peak one? I think so. Yeah, it's been a thought. But I don't. I would remember that if it was a good movie. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, he's and we talked about Peter Jackson earlier. Peter Jackson. I mean, he made some great movies. His Lord of the Rings movies are good, and his um, even his earlier his his really cheaper movies oh, like oh, Meet the, the Feebles f- and and, uh, and Dead fun. Alive. They they, they're fun. fun. They're really entertaining movies. But then he went and he made like King Kong, and he made the Hobbit trilogy. And, and see, and just, I
1: was really <laughs> excited about King Kong because. You know. That's the movie he loved.
2: I know, and I think that's the thing is that he he loved it too much to see objectively. When he was being, you know, self indulgent, like he yeah, he would made a big so. deal about including the spider pit scene, which yeah. was cut from the original. Which you know is this great legendary moment from the original King which is Kong. Not
1: all that important. No, it's not.
2: It. But he didn't realize that they cut it for a reason because it slowed the movie down yep. and it served no purpose. So he reinserted it in his version, and it did exactly why they cut it. It was just like half an hour of pointless action.
1: Just like the Brontosaurus Stampede.
2: Yeah, that the and the, the, the V-Rex fight. They called him the T-Rex, the V-Rexes in that movie for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, and then it, which just goes on and on. It's like, geez, man, wind
3: it up. You know, hey, come on. The TV edit was actually better <laughs> yeah, because right. they, was they, it? they did the cutting for him yeah. and got some of that stuff out.
1: Yeah, it was overindulgent. And, mm-hmm. when you know, look, when King Kong comes to New York, all I want to see is King Kong tear up New York, okay? Yeah. I don't want to see him in Central Park with the female lead sliding across a frozen exactly,
2: pond. Exactly, because by that point, um, Kong and Ann Darrow should have already made their connections. You shouldn't yeah. need to keep trying to sell it to the audience. If they, if you don't believe that they're buddies by that point, then the movie's already yeah, you failed. you should
1: know by then. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty killed the beast. Exactly. Right? Seriously. Honestly,
2: when it when it comes to King Kong, the reason I like Skull Island so much was that it just took King Kong, the character and the mythology, and told an original story. I don't think anybody ever needs to see him fall off the Empire State Building or the tra- World Tracing Not or whatever. Again, we, we've seen mm-hmm. that story done so many times. Let's just tell original King Kong need- no. origin
3: story well, yeah. the reason why I think that that movie and Godzilla have the most potential besides the Marvel Cinematic Universe to do good in uh, future movies is because they did something with Godzilla and King Kong that I think are organic in terms of their their presence in pop culture they turned them from villains into kind of heroes where Godzilla even though he started and in several of the movies died. Uh, early on, he's so beloved as a character that in the Godzilla remake, uh, the reboot they had in 2014, it was like, let's have this guy win at the end. And at the end, you know, he's not good guy, bad guy, but he kills the the people who are more destructive to yeah. us. Yeah, he and killed he, uh,
2: the Mutos, who were the villain monsters. And, and then, then, then he goes away. Yeah, and they, that entire away. stadium cheering for him when he gets up and he walks away. But it's not, he he killed the Mutos just because he they were enemies to him. He didn't do it to save people. And that's where they found that balance, where Godzilla is not a hero, he's not protecting humanity, but he just happens to serve us, you know, coincidentally by killing worse In monsters. In the trailer, has <laughs> got
1: one of the best lines ever. Is he got... Uh, the guy from The Last Samurai. Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Yeah. The Tommy there. And the fight. guy says, so you're saying we're going to make Godzilla our pet? Yeah. And he goes, no. We Godzilla's pet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I love that.
3: That was the only good trailer we got uh, uh, for, for Bumblebee. Yeah. No, it was was a, a, Yeah, it
1: was a Godzilla how'd trailer. That look on the big screen. I haven't seen it. The trailer oh, it it always really looks great.
4: great. Oh, when when I mean, Rodan, Rodan awesome. comes out
2: of that volcano and he's got magma dripping from his wings. Yeah. And I mean, uh, even Mothra, who was the only redesign I had to you know, um, see a bit more of, because Mothra is supposed to be cute. She is the legitimate yes. good guy monster. Yeah. So she's supposed to be friendlier looking.
1: Are they going to have the little girl? I don't know. No. I,
3: that's going to be. <laughs> well, then there was a scene that hints at it. Right? It's the only scene in the mo- in the trailer. It's the only scene that's like colorful. Yeah. And it's it's only on there for about three seconds. Yeah. But yeah. it's She's like flying. It, well, you see like this like luminescent thing. Yeah. And you see a, a, a silhouette of someone at, on below who's like going like yeah, this. Yeah. And the, the
2: wings come out of the it's cocoon, arm, and yeah, you I see know. a little girl standing next to it So the, I think right. Mothra's going to have a connection to the girl character in the movie, maybe. Yeah. Hey, exactly.
1: <laughs> do me a favor. Go on YouTube. See if they've got. Uh, the, the twins singing to Moth oh, the Mothra <laughs> oh song yeah the Mothra song uh. yeah yeah I bet you it's on there I bet you just look around you can find it once so, you find it bring it up
3: it's interesting going going back to Kong uh, our friend Austin actually uh, told us to this so I asked him it was this was last year he I asked him what he wanted for Christmas and he said I want anything King Kong and uh I was looking and I was exasperated because on Amazon and on eBay, King Kong merchandise is expensive. And so I called him and I said, Hey, sorry to bum you out, but I'm having some trouble finding you a gift. And he was like, Yeah, it's all expensive, right? I said, yeah, how do you know? And he said, because I'm a I'm a King Kong fan. I've been collecting for years. He's my favorite monster. They don't put out that much stuff, but it just shows like how prevalent he is in pop culture that, you know, he's he's prevalent enough that we all know who he is, but not prevalent enough that he's gone. The merchandising going that other people, other characters do, and which is why I like um, Skull Island. He lives at the end. Yeah. You know, he's a good guy. Uh, we want to see him in more
1: stuff. So, well, when I ever, when I ever show that original movie, mm. sell out every time. It oh yeah, I mean, out the, the opportunity
2: time. to see King Kong on the big screen the way it was meant to be. I'll seen, never yeah.
1: forget showing it the first time uncut, because the uncut. Mm. Is pretty risque in parts, and it's very vicious in other parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's grabbing natives and, and oh, yeah. tearing them in half in his mouth and all <laughs> kinds of stuff, you know. And the thing stepping with, on them, yeah. yeah with Fay Ray, <laughs> the uh, where they're doing a the screen test on board the ship, you can see right through her clothes. <laughs> you know, that was before they came up with the uh, what, what was it uh, the code that came out the I mean? haze code the yeah. haze code yeah. It was before that. Yep. And there was a lot of nudity in movies before the Hayes Code.
2: Uh, yeah, pre-code horror movies are actually some of the best, like the Black Cat. You know, movies mm-hmm. like that were Bela Lugosi skins Boris Karloff alive in that movie. But that came out before 1935, which is when the Hayes Act came into effect. And so you could get some pretty violent stuff in those older movies.
1: Just goes to show yeah. even back then they were trying to show reality so to yeah. speak yeah
2: i mean betty boop cartoons i mean oh, you look yeah. at the pre-code betty boop cartoons they would she would have nip slips <laughs> in those yeah. movies and it's so so weird because she's a, a children's cartoon character back then though she was meant to have an appeal to adults
1: yeah absolutely yeah. where was where was ralph bash then? in right? oh back yeah.
2: she was working for um geez for terry tunes yeah uh, doing woody woodpecker and mighty mouse shorts
1: <laughs> he went from that to, <laughs> to fritz one the, of the cat fritz the cat yeah. was one of the the great steps forward in animation history.
2: I, I actually rewatched that movie a couple of weeks ago. Does it still and
1: carry itself pretty well?
2: It does. So it's funny. Fritz the Cat is one of those movies where I first saw it when I was a teenager, and I- and I supported Fritz. It's like, yeah, fight the man, revolution. Yeah. And then I saw it as a as a thirty three year old. Like, man, Fritz, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> <Are> you phony. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Ralph was pretty good. And then when he did The Hobbit, it was pretty good.
2: Oh, uh, um, so he did, um, he did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, The Hobbit the was Rankin oh, Bass, right. which yeah. is also good. I love The Hobbit, but his um Lord of the Rings is actually it gets a lot of flack because it doesn't finish the trilogy. It stops like halfway through the twin uh, the two towers. Right, but um. For what it is, it's got a lot of rotoscoping, and I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I didn't like it because of the rotoscoping, but I watched it now, and after, you know, years and years of CG animated movies exclusively, you look at something like The Lord of the Rings, and you appreciate it because, you know, we'll never get a movie that looks like that ever again. That entire art form is done. It's dead. It's extinct. So... You can at least appreciate it that. No it fi- no
1: longer exists, to quote Monty Pryson.
2: Yeah, the, exactly. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the the technology used to make it is gone. The photography elements are gone. Yeah. We don't do movies that way. So even like Fire and Ice, which was that fantasy film he did with uh, Frank Frazetta, mm-hmm. um, which is not considered a classic by any means by anybody – but you can at least appreciate it when you watch it now. Like, well, you know, it's not great, but I appreciate that we have a movie with this uh, style that and just And all the work going. that went into that Exactly, style. Wow. yeah.
1: Amazing. All right, Mark's here. Tim is here. <laughs> he talks every once in a while.
2: Well, we, we got to talk about uh, Spider-Man. That'll get him going. No,
3: uh, no, we did that already. <laughs> or Jurassic World
2: 2. That's another one. That yeah, we... That's <laughs> one I choose to forget. He
1: really got off on uh, Spider-Verse. <laughs> Woo! Well, did you find the twins singing to Mothra yet? Any of it just Mothra. <laughs> they do it in the original <laughs> It's in the original Mothra. Yeah, if you just Google Mothra song, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, Mothra song. That'll do it. Alright, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Have you forgotten what the Mothra song is? We'll remind you how bad it was when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm dancing You just can't see
5: it <laughs>
2: If you want to find it on YouTube That band is called The Peanuts <laughs> The Peanuts They toured in the U.S. after this movie, and they're on the Ed Sullivan show, I think. They oh actually had a brief gosh, U.S. Yeah. career. Because Did they have her in a birdcage? they have her in a birdcage at that I don't that point? know. I had to look that
1: up. Do you remember that in the original? Thank yeah. you very much to Zach that you looked that up. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the thing about uh, the Peanuts was that they got these two little tiny, mm-hmm. tiny people, and they carry them around in a birdcage of all things. Yeah. It was just really strange.
3: Do you remember that Mothra was in the twenty fourteen Godzilla movie?
2: There's a, a like a gag where the the word Mothra is written mm-hmm. on a there's, piece of paper or something. They're in
3: a when they're going through the ruins of I think it was it Fukushima or was it somewhere else? The, it, it's,
2: yeah, it's where that um, place exploded when the moon yeah, escaped. Yeah. They
3: they're going through a house and there's okay. there's an aquarium there's a, an aquarium with a moth inside and it has a sign on the outside that says Mothra. Okay, I, it, I don't I think that's. I don't, that's, I, I don't
2: know that's how that's going to work into the new movie. It's probably not going to be referenced in the new one. <laughs>
1: so, tell me, is is that the new? Was that the movie that Broderick was in? No, that's oh, not the '98 oh, movie.
3: No, oh, this God, is the 2014. Was one. I was so oh, the Roland Emmerich one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was so disappointed.
1: We don't talk about that movie. <laughs> <in> that movie.
3: <laughs> so uh, you know, the Japanese actually made a way for that to be in their continuity mm-hmm. and out of it at the same time. So for Toho, they don't call it Godzilla. They call that particular monster Zilla. Oh, no, and, okay. And don't, I think they kill it off. So at
2: some it, point. it's funny. So they, they made the 1998 movie and the American one. And Matthew the Japanese do, disliked terrible. it so much that Toho immediately started making their own Japanese movies. And they made one called Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack, which is, just rolls off I the tongue. I kind of
1: remember that. And
2: there's a scene at the beginning where it actually picks up right after the an Emmerich movie. And uh, the Japanese uh, self defense force is getting together. And they're saying, like, oh, this monster just attacked New York. We're afraid it might mean a return of Godzilla and they're like well wasn't that godzilla like oh the americans think so but we know better and then uh they did another movie later called <laughs> godzilla final wars where zilla shows up and fights godzilla and uh, godzilla kills him
5: <laughs> good
1: i'm glad all right let's uh, a quick death i hope it was a it quick yeah all right let's get the news we'll come back we still got a lot more to talk about and i can't wait shane Sachs to be here in about 30 minutes see what he's got up his sleeve as well we're back I have to tell you, uh, and I was I was castigated when I called this a worse movie, uh, Death Wish. Not a big Death Wish 2018 supporter. <coughs> it was boring.
3: <laughs> I liked it. Now, um, <laughs> what I did me. what I did say off the air was that I liked the movie, but Bruce Willis he does seem to phone in a lot of his roles now, where he plays the same tired old man. Yeah, um, but that was actually. If I had to recommend a movie for the year that would actually be on it, it'd be hard because we are trying to think of a top 10 list. I don't think I've actually seen 10 movies this year in its entirety. I'd probably have to put that
1: probably in the bottom 10. Okay. All right. So my best movies for 2018. Are you ready? All right. Because we're going to move on to some other things, and we're going to come back to some stuff that we were talking about. Now, Quiet Place, I think, was probably one of those great movies that came along and surprised everybody, and it was really good. I, I, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you should have seen it because I'm gonna probably give you a couple of spoilers here. But the first thirty minutes, forty five minutes of the movie is all, you know, no dialogue, and it's great. It's fantastic. The so way it's like it's Wally, out. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Wally. That's true. It's kind of like that, but uh, it's a great movie. You'll enjoy it when she has that baby. That's amazing. That, that was an amazing directed mm. scene that uh, he did. Uh, Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. the new one. I love that movie. Oh yeah, I, I got to tell you from the beginning of that movie to the end of that movie. I'm not saying I was on the edge of my seat or anything, but it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. You know, <laughs> you know when you got Tom Cruise and he's playing, you know, Ethan and, and the whole nine yards. That he's going to get to. He's like John Wayne in a case he gets the crap kicked out of him he should be dead but then he he stands up and he acts like he never took a punch
2: i think that's because by this point tom cruise is part robot i don't know he just he does not look like uh he's an authentic human being anymore
1: (laughs) i like i like him i gotta tell you hereditary ah yeah that That was was a a fantastic movie that I, i i can't tell you how many scenes in that movie caught me off guard
2: yeah, it's um it's an excellent uh, film for both pacing and for it's kind of like The Witch which uh, I don't know if you liked the, that one so yeah, it's much okay. but it's it's similar in that it's um not in Exciting horror movie it's not that kind of horror movie but it's the kind where it eases you in with pervasive scariness and eeriness
1: slow burner slow burner
2: it. but not boring which is the the difference there's a boring movie and there's a slow burn movie yeah. but this movie is all about atmosphere so when it does have those moments of impact that take you off guard like you said they strike you and they hit you hard because you don't see them coming
1: i will never forget what happened to that girl yeah that the, the ants yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. That was just an awesome scene. I just looked at my wife and I went, Oh my God.
2: The, the build up to that was so. Because you knew what happened, yeah. when it happened, but they didn't show you. And it's no. just this long, drawn out process of the kid going home, his parents finding out, his parents seeing it, the audience not seeing it. And it just slowly eases you in. And then, bam, it shows you what happened. And mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, no that that was that was a great scene. It's
1: a good good movie, very good movie. Okay, so that's top three. Number four, Halloween. I I went in to see Halloween because it's one of my all time favorite horror movies, mm. and I went in to see that movie, and I was so nervous that they were going to screw it up, mm. and I'd heard so many good things about it, and I thought they're going to blow it. I just know they're going to blow yeah. it, and they didn't. Well,
2: so. Uh, well, I'll let Tim say what he thinks. Personally, um, I had a little problem with the tone. Like, it it uh, wanted to be funny at times when it shouldn't have been funny, but when it wanted to be scary, it did those moments really well. Yeah. In the grand scheme of the Halloween franchise, all, like, nine movies of it is one of the better ones. Uh, Tim, I what put did it you in, think?
1: I put it in the
3: top three. <laughs> hmm. See, I'm, I'm not a – fan of the franchise i think i've seen i've maybe seen two of the previous movies and i have them all out of order the first and the second maybe pretty much and so because of that i objectively just looking at as someone who has never pretending that i'm someone who's never seen the movies i thought it was fine i thought it was a great movie the part that Mark is referring to is actually my favorite part in the movie, <laughs> which is the little black kid. Yeah. That was the he best. Was good. <laughs> I, I thought was it was the funny too, part. but I
2: don't go to a horror movie to laugh, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. I,
3: see, I think we're looking at it as two different things. I did not see it as a tonal shift. I saw it as a pause, uh, kind of like, hey, you know, we've had a lot of suspense. Let's just put one quick laugh in here. And I liked that. And the laugh was a
1: simple one. Yeah, how many times have you sat and watched a horror movie, and you know there's somebody behind the door? Yeah, all right. And that kid is talking sense. Yeah, he and
3: said he says two things that are so funny. The first being the uh, so just for people who haven't seen the movie, there's um the uh, Michael Myers is in the house. Obviously, <laughs> he's lurking around somewhere. And then the girlfriend, After
1: one of Laurie's friends,
3: right? And then so one of the the girlfriend and her boyfriend are in the house, and and she's babysitting this little black kid. And the kid is the one who's smart, and the the girl says, "Well, I'm going to go upstairs and take a look." Yeah. And the kid says, "Don't go upstairs. Send David instead." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that got a good laugh because it's true. It's like, why are you sending? You know, send the other guy. He's the guy. He needs to go upstairs. And, yeah. and at the end, uh, obviously the 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 girl she gets killed first. The boyfriend comes home, and the boyfriend says. Hey, where are you running to? And the kid's like running as fast as he can out of the house. And he goes, "Run, David! You're going to die!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because it's thing true. Is, it's <laughs> funny because
2: it's true. But that's that's not the uh, the laugh that bugged me. You missed one. It was um, when Michael Myers comes out of the closet mm-hmm. and kills the babysitter. The the little boy is, is in the bed, and it cuts to him, and he does this wild take, and he goes, "Oh, snap!" <laughs> and and, and then he runs away, and the whole theater burst out <laughs> laughing. But it came immediately after a scene that was supposed to, a moment that was supposed to be. So it undercut a scare with a laugh. And, you know, I just don't feel I, that's for a horror movie. To I do disagree.
3: <laughs> the fact that everyone in the theater laughed yeah. meant that it did what they wanted it I, to I, do. I'll give it that. You're Which, right. To me, means good crafting. I think if they
2: had cut that, if they had cut the, oh snap part out and just left in the bit <laughs> where he runs past the boyfriend, he goes, don't go up there, David, you're going to die. But if how, they, many, how, many if times, in, how
1: many times have you watched <laughs> horror movies with fans? And you can hear everybody in the theater. Somebody does something really stupid, mm-hmm. and you, everyone calls them out on. And it. And, and they're talking about it amongst. Them. <laughs> I never do <did> that. <laughs> idiot! Why are you going down there by yourself? Oh, well, there's a point where you get into like, like a, in the night of the Living Dead when the mother oh, goes yeah. down to see the daughter, who's and then down she at, yeah kills her with a trowel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's a
2: point though where a movie gets into scream levels of self awareness where it gets just a little annoying. That Halloween didn't do that, I don't think, but. Yeah, that, that's just our, our one moment of disagreement between uh, yeah. me and Sam on the movie. But otherwise, I thought Halloween was, was a pretty movie good. I, I would recommend
1: it. All right, I've already mentioned Mary Poppins uh, and The Incredibles 2. Uh, number seven, the Avengers movie, Infinity mm. War. thought it was that, very well that's crafted. Like a, that's
2: a gimme, like everybody who yeah, didn't a, see Infinity yeah, War. <laughs> it's
1: good, good. Uh, eight, Black Panther. <laughs> Although, please don't tell me it's the greatest movie ever made because it's got a... A black superhero in it I, I could care less whether he's black green or purple bottom line it was a good movie uh number nine hostile not hostile all right not <laughs> not, not not those movies this is uh, the one about the, the wild west and taking a chief back to his burial grounds and it is really well done you'll you gotta see it yeah, you'll okay. really like it i mean watch the craftsmanship of that script it's really good Excellent. What's his name? Um uh, guy who played Batman.
4: Michael Keaton? No, Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, okay.
1: Is in this and he's really good in it. it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. Okay. And who is it, uh Rosalind Pike? Rosalind Pike, that's it. Yes. Yeah. She is mm-hmm. awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean I was like I I've seen her act in multitudes of movies that she stinks and she is just right on it, it was a part that she just made her own and she did a good job last uh the last two that i got paul apostle of christ which was really well done and then bohemian rhapsody
2: ah bohemian rhapsody i have not seen that one but that was getting a mixed response i wasn't expecting it to get i was kind of thinking that that one would be like uh oscar Oscar bait. bait yeah but uh even from like uh the liberal uh, critics who I would think would love a movie about I'll tell you about why him, they don't they, like it. When yeah. you
1: go ahead, what are they saying? They,
2: they're just I don't know. They, they didn't like it, and, and it, it didn't know score
1: very well. Why? Because the LGBT community didn't like it because they dealt with that uh, uh, the lead singer Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury was bisexual, and they have made in in a mythology that he was he was oh, always gay. Oh, is that it? I, and he is not. I he thought was,
2: it was going to basically be. He was be, in
1: love with a woman. Yeah. He gave his house after he died to his uh, common-law wife. Hmm. It's a, he didn't give his his so male it, lover it, okay. anything.
2: So it did not follow the narrative they wanted it to. No, it did okay. not.
1: It, did, it, it told the Even truth. Though, yeah, hmm. I mean, the truth of the matter is that the movie is right. The guy that ended up kind of managing him in the last couple of years, what, well, three years of his career – is the guy who got him into the, all of the really wild sexual um, orgies yeah. and uh, gay orgies mm-hmm. and all that where he got AIDS.
2: <laughs> and that's the other thing is it kind of shows the consequences of, of yeah, you know, did, all that free did sex. Did that too. But I would think that the LGBTQ community with the B stands for bisexual, yeah. they would appreciate a movie that has a bisexual yeah, main character, didn't, they but didn't apparently they – they Because they, I guess, like you said, he's become this legendary figurehead of the homosexual community, and so to portray him as anything other than that, you know, I read the them.
1: Advocates' uh, review of it, and that's all they talked about is how much they zeroed in on his female love interest. Mm-hmm. They were pissed off about
3: uh, it. Yeah, they wanted the, the narrative to be— a certain way,
1: yeah. Well, but when absolutely. you uh, but
2: when you get past all of that, the movie itself was good, though. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was
1: mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes of that uh, in in that movie was when they were doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, of mm-hmm. course, and uh, they were showing all the old technology they used <laughs> the mixing to boards be able to yeah. make the forty three <laughs> tracks, mm-hmm. you know. And they had the guy the part the guy singing you know Galileo, mm-hmm. and he's making him sing it over and over and over and make him go higher and higher, and he could. i can't say it exactly the way he said but he says my nads are in my throat i can't (laughs) sing it any higher you know it's it it was an excellent scene it was Mm. very very funny and then when they show live aid i don't Mm. still to this day i don't know how they used cgi uh to meld real footage of live aid with those guys on stage and it's the
2: scene where um, Freddie Mercury does that, like, dance with the cameraman. Is yeah. that the scene they recreate? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And
1: it's an incredible scene. And I laugh my – I was laughing at people <laughs> looking at me wondering what I was laughing about. But on this, uh, the big signs all around the stadium and on the side of the media tent said TDK. TDK doesn't even exist anymore. It was cassette tapes. Yeah. yeah. And it just made me laugh to, to remember <laughs> that that was – those guys were the big boys on the block yeah. during the day. Yeah. It was, it's a good movie, okay. and that guy that played Did I, Robot or whatever it is mm-hmm. on television is the one that plays Freddie Mercury, and he he's very good, really, okay. really good, and the guy that, they use some of Freddie Mercury's vocals, they use some of his mm-hmm. vocals, and there's evidently this gentleman who does a kind of a band that uh, does Queen stuff, and he sounds exactly like Oh, they Freddie got like Mercury. a cover band to, yeah. to do the remake and he songs? came in and, and did some mm. of the songs as, as well. Mm. I guess like the guy that took over for <laughs> – what's his name when he left? Uh, what was the name of the band? Journey? Journey? Not yeah, Journey. The, not yeah. Journey. No, 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 no. Because the, you know, cur- the break, current Breaking break
2: the Law. Oh, Judas Priest. Judas Priest, thank you. They got
1: rid of their – Rob Halford? Yeah, they got rid of him because he's gay.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know that Judas Priest kicked out Rob Halford.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well – they may not have kicked him out, yeah. but they sure didn't make him feel welcome <laughs> when he said that, you know, he didn't like the girls as oh, much as he was, liked what the What was boys.
2: everyone's first uh, tip that Rob Halford was gay? Was it all the leather and chains? Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. You know, I li- I saw him in concert, loved him. when yeah, he I liked concert. Judas Priest, too. Coming I mean, out riding on that motorcycle yeah. like he used to do. It was great stuff, great theatrical <laughs> stuff. Really liked uh, it. Metal
2: Meltdown is one of my favorite Judas Priest songs, yeah.
1: Yeah, breaking the law. Love that song. You can play that song at any time and I'll start singing <laughs> along with it and smashing my head into the wall or something. I like that <laughs> stuff. I like that stuff. Okay. Stuff stuff that didn't make my list, all right? Worst movies. Red Sparrow, Darkest Minds, Happy Time Murders. Ooh. The nun didn't make mm-hmm. it as well. Uh one that was on kinda on the middle. I liked it, but well you can kinda if you sit in my studio, you know I like this movie. Tomb Raider, because <laughs> I, I happen to like the the female lead of that motion picture. I liked Rampage. A lot of people didn't like it. So, I enjoyed it. I'll tell you my for
3: this year my middle of the line movie. Where depending on my mood, it's either a yay or a nay. Okay, that was Venom. That that, that to me walked fun. that line of if I'm in a good mood, I can watch that movie and be like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a nice way it's of fun. You know, yeah, fun. If I'm in a bad mood and I'm feeling really critical, then I'll see all the flaws in it and be yeah. like, oh my gosh, Like, what were they thinking? So that was my middle-of-the-line movie.
1: So I like The Meg. Oh, yeah, I not see that one. The Meg was what it wanted to be, which is a big budget <laughs> Well, you know, that's monster.
2: how I feel about Rampage, which Tim hated. Um, yeah. But I saw Rampage, and it was the dumbest movie I think I've yeah. seen all year, and – I feel like it did that, it wore that well, and it wore it with pride. Johnson
1: makes the movies. <laughs> well,
2: I actually didn't care so much for The Rock in that movie. I just wanted to see, you know, the the, big, the three big monsters doing yeah. exactly what they do in the video games, eating people and tearing up skyscrapers, yeah. and I got it.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, Predator, I enjoyed that movie.
2: I did not see that one.
1: And the one that came very close to being in my top ten was Overlord. hmm have you seen that mm. that's nice. a eli roth movie yeah right? yeah watch that movie i'm just telling you it's world war ii meets uh you know zombies it's it's crazy so is it
2: so with eli roth he's one of those directors where i hear he's gotten better but he, he used to has. do stuff like they were just really vacuous gore fest movies that were boring
1: not so much over the lord over the lord yeah. has its places with that but it's a pretty good movie. It's good? Okay. Yeah, in There's fact, more
2: to it than that. Bloody
1: Disgusting yeah. named it their number one movie of 2018. Oh. I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. And uh, another movie I don't think got the love it should have just because of when it came out, Mile 22. I really like mm. that movie. If Do you like The Raid? Mm-hmm. You I love The, the raid, raid. The one yeah. where they're going up the apartment complex? I like it better than The Raid 2. That guy, that guy is in Mile 22, mm. and that dude... He's one of my favorite martial artists. He's crazy good.
3: But the question is this: So you've seen the raid, right? Yeah. So what makes the raid the raid is that the stunt work in the movie is and this is something that Thai cinema can do uh, that we can't do over here. In a lot of cases, with the exception of John Wick, you can see all the action happen. Mm-hmm. So my biggest fear is the same thing that happens with Donnie Yen. Whenever he's he stars in an American film, yeah, it's almost pointless having him star because every time they have an action scene, it's all those born identity type quick cuts yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Don't you, like them. No. Can you actually see him
1: Yes. Do? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, there's still some of that, you know, quick cut, smashing into walls, that kind of stuff. But they let him have his scenes where you just watch the guy and you go, good God. Well,
2: Tim brought up a good point that's kind of on subject, off subject, is that so one of the things that foreign cinema can do that Hollywood movies can't anymore? Is foreign cinema isn't bogged down with like union rules and insurance rules yeah. and things like that. So they can what would be will be breaking the law in the U.S. They can do in in Thailand and China and for their movies. And so that's how you get those more old school action special effects. Where like when they made a uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that really awful Indiana Jones movie. There was a problem. They wouldn't let Harrison Ford use a whip because the laws had changed, and so only like trained stunt. Professionals were allowed to use whips on camera, and that's why Indiana Jones, when Harrison Ford is seen with his whip, it's a CG whip. You know they had to do things like that because the laws have changed. And Hollywood's not allowed to do this and that because union rules and insurance rules, etc. How et cetera, stupid et cetera. would
1: you feel on right? set, <laughs> and you're doing this?
2: Yeah, with, with yeah, right? You
1: know, with nothing you can't in your hand? You can't see it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, they gave him, a whip. they
2: gave him one of those ribbons that you know Olympic dancers use, oh, and that's what he's, he's no. got. You know, no, I'm joking. But that's probably I'm just
1: saying right? surprise me yeah
2: there. but so that that's one of the things that that comes in the benefit of a lot of foreign cinema is that they're not bogged down in bureaucracy and insurance and unions and so they can do things the way we used to do them in the 70s and 80s and that's why they still have that that raw sort of look to them
1: yeah well i'm going to tell you what uh i can't think of that martial artist's name right now uh but he is just awesome mm-hmm. he 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 throw he's a throwback diversely he really mm-hmm. is with some, the stuff he does of course a lot of people think of uh, the Chinese star that does all of his old stunts it's uh, getting a little long in the tooth to Jackie do. Chan Jackie Chan you know and
3: he came out with a said, movie recently didn't yeah. he it was yeah. awful was oh. it the, the Foreigner yeah, oh, that, well, yeah. It was awful I no. watched
1: it it was, it was bad yeah, and you're right, he is getting along with the too. <laughs> he is. He's, a, he's in his 60s, if I'm not mistaken, isn't yeah, he?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got to have some pretty bad arthritis.
1: <laughs> Just watching those outtakes. Okay, you got to get a break in. Mm. I've been telling you, know, Zach's looking at me like, "Going, oh, you got to take it now or we're not going to get it in. Here it is. Here's our break. Going to make some money. We'll be back in a moment.
5: <laughs> no.
1: no, they don't. You know, we're talking about Creed, too, and how Brigitte Nielsen – and she walked out on Dolph Lundgren because of when he lost to Rocky and was that 3 Rocky, uh, Rocky three? 4 Rocky 4 uh anyway uh she plays a a sidebar kind of storyline in it mm. and she walks out on both of them <laughs> when uh, the son loses oh spoiler sorry mm. if you didn't know that was going to happen you haven't gone to movies oh enough. the good guy wins yeah, yeah, always <laughs> always all right so we got we got another hour to do we're hoping shane stacks makes it we got more movies to talk about have you seen red sparrow no i have the not. jennifer lawrence remember when they uh they hacked her phone and she acted so upset that those nude pictures got out
5: yeah no i
1: don't uh, remember. Well, if you go see red sparrow know that you're going to see more of jennifer lawrence that you have ever seen in your life this. and uh, you know what she said about it well it was my choice oh. to show my body this time well,
2: when you play mystique in the x-men movies you're basically just wearing nothing but body paint you yeah, know like, latex kind of all, body, latex paint. body yeah. paint you know we've basically already seen
1: <laughs> yeah it's, tr- it's very true but the bottom line is is that it just I, I just shake my head at her. I, I had high hopes for her because she's from Louisville, Kentucky, that she'd be a little bit more able to hold on to her individuality, and she hasn't. She's become nothing more she, than a clone. Well, she the, campaigns about the West. wage
2: gap between men and women. That's her big thing, you know. So.
1: Yeah, she. I'm
3: just saying. I think yeah, if you look at her early career and, and how she is now, I think Hollywood
1: corrupted her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She became a Hollywood clone. She yeah. got brainwashed. I cool. mean, when she did the first... Uh, mockingbird one uh you know that was a good movie the next two you could see the lefty stuff coming in she knows that
2: she's got a total line if she wants to keep getting roles so
1: yeah Mm -hmm. we'll take a break we'll be back we got more movies to talk about let's talk a little bit about what we're hoping for for 2019 it's the dave Ellswick show here on 101.1 fm the answer all right back with you here on the dave Ellswick show i didn't get the best movies from zach yet Zach, pull your microphone over. Give us your the best movies of twenty eighteen. What are your three best? My t-
4: Oh, my three best. Yeah. Infinity War, A okay. Quiet Place, and Black Panther.
1: Okay. Did you have any more than three?
4: Oh, I got a
1: ten. Oh, go. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay, I got Spider Man to the Spider Verse ten. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Mission Impossible, Searching. I don't know if you all have seen De- that movie. See that one. Deadpool two. I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah. That's that a good one. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, Upgrade. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. Okay. Ready
1: Player One. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you picked that as one of the, your top ten. Though. I love it. I mean, it.
4: it was an all right movie.
1: I but, that was it.
2: Steven Spielberg paying homage to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, was
4: to himself, so... yeah. <laughs> and number ten is Halloween.
1: Yeah. Ah. He liked Halloween. He didn't know if he'd like Halloween. You <laughs> hadn't seen the original, had you, when you went to see that one? I did. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I lo- Halloween lost me after they came out with... Uh, Number three, I think it was. I actually like three Season if you look at Witch it. Yeah, if you look at
2: it as a, as a different movie, not part of the series, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's actually really good. Um, Halloween lost me when it got to part six. I hung in there that long, and that's when they changed Michael Myers' origin, that he's actually like uh, the avatar of the
4: Thorn cult, oh, and he's yeah. got mystical powers. And, like, uh, yeah, you're, you're. Yeah. and the two movies I could have had in my top ten were The Incredibles 2 and Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Well, I tell oh. you, Incredibles 2 was a great... Uh, I, yeah. That was another one that I was really looking forward to see because I still think that's Pixar's best movie is The Incredibles. Did you watch Wreck It Ralph too? Yes, you did? No, I have not seen the two. Is it good? I don't know. We didn't. Ask I've heard a either. lot of really bad things
2: about it. That it's um, it's it's kind of a, a senseless movie, and it just they get to, once they get to the internet, and it's just like, hey, everybody, Disney Princesses, Star Wars, advertisements oh. for other properties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But well, I haven't I, seen it, so I can't Disney say. Disney owns
1: everything now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to when they have their streaming service? Uh, Paying no, for another streaming service? Oh, yeah. I'm looking I'm going forward to, to that. But they're Are saying you? it's going to be cheaper than Netflix. Uh,
4: Just make sure it's an app on the PlayStation or Xbox One.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm definitely I'm going to get it because I got grandkids.
4: Well, that's the thing is
2: I'll give them credit is one, their library is going to be huge. If they add 20th Century Fox movies they're to that, then, they're doing oh, that. Then, then it's going to be huge. But they're also doing something really cool right now is that they're taking their old TV shows like, you know, like the the 80s cartoons like DuckTales and Rescue Rangers. And they're remastering all of them in mm-hmm. 1080p HD with mm-hmm. the original film elements. And they're only releasing them on streaming. So if you want to watch those old cartoons from the 80s in HD, true HD, you've got to get their streaming service.
1: Yeah. So. Now, they said that they're going to take Monster, Inc., hmm. and it will become a weekly cartoon. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they've been doing that they're, with they're a lot of back, their they're going movies. Back the, It looks uh-huh. like they're going to use Pixar more for their streaming service than they are for back on the big screen, although next year. and be honest, I'm looking forward to Toy Story <laughs> 4. They're having a <laughs> uh, Lady and the Tramp.
3: I think it's a lady and exclusive movie for streaming. streaming. Yeah. Really? Is that the live action one? It's going to be a, I think it's a live action. Oh, movie really? Yeah.
2: And it's getting released direct to streaming. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a good or bad sign. But, well, Disney has also been holding on to shows that they've completed and they've released internationally this year, but they're saving them for their US release for their streaming series. There was a, sh- a really good 13 episode cartoon called uh, Legend of the Three Caballeros, you know, with Donald and Panchito yeah. and uh, Jose. It was really good. Um, they only released it uh, in the Philippines, though, because they're saving the U.S. release for the streaming service. Can they
1: get away with that now? I mean, still, hmm? I mean, seriously. That's a, I, I,
2: I saw it because you know once you release something in the Philippines, it winds well, up on the internet, and you can watch it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like
1: putting Speedy Gonzales That's so the, and being they taken off the car oh, with the three network. couple of euros.
2: Um, yeah, they found their ways around it. Um, one is that. Uh, well, for the, the new DuckTales cartoon, they recast Panchito and Jose with um, an actual Mexican and an actual uh, Brazilian voice actor. Okay, so there's so no more not... cultural appropriation yeah, or whatever stupid thing right, you okay. want to call it. Um, they took away Panchito's pistoles. His name is Panchito Pistoles. Yeah. They took away his guns and changed his name to Panchito Gonzalez.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and
1: Did you carry jalapenos? You know?
2: uh, no, in the DuckTales cartoon. <laughs> he, in the DuckTales cartoon, he has holsters on his belt and he carries cell phones in them. Oh, my Because,
3: yeah, that's the world <laughs> no. we're living in now. You can't yeah. see it out there, audience, but Dave Ellswick is literally cringing. Oh, yeah, right now. Um, in Legend of
2: the Three Caballeros, Co- they just call him Pisto- uh, Panchito, and he doesn't have holsters or guns or anything, but he's still really funny. Um, the cartoons, actually, I think it's actually underrated. Um, I, I recommend it to your kids, or if you yeah. like cartoons, to watch it when it comes out. It's actually pretty good.
1: I, I, I remember when they took uh, Speedy Gonzalez off the Cartoon oh, yeah. Network. However, at the exact same time, the number one cartoon. In Mexico, that people tuned into on the weekends with Speedy Gonzalez. That's the thing, is they,
2: they took it off due to complaints, but the complaints weren't coming from no. Mexican people. They were coming from white people who thought he was offensive. Guilty white people.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Guilt-ridden white people, you idiots. <laughs> Guilt-ridden about what? Yeah. I used to have a boss uh, when I worked at WIBC in Indianapolis. He'd come on my show, and he would be the foil for me. His uh name was jeff Smolian, he owned m mm-hmm. s broadcasting, and I used to make fun of him and i because he was a limousine liberal he was good friends with uh, with Clinton and stuff. He had a picture in his in his house i, I mean i came became good friends with him uh, with these long you remember the pretzel sticks the long ones yeah. that had the big you know salt on it He had two of those stuck up his nose <laughs> and he was had post a picture with the president of the United States. And uh, I used to say, I used to talk to him about, you know, being embarrassed that he had so much money. I said, if you're embarrassed, man, I won't be embarrassed, I promise you, if you give it all to me. (laughs) You know, I'll, I'll spend it in the ways that you could never spend it and he yeah. he would just sit there and laugh on my show and we'd have a great time but and he knew i was serious about that stuff oh well, i think white
2: white guilt is uh we're we're getting pretty dark here on this uh, show about movies but i think white Hurry guilt up, is more um, <laughs> i think it's more it's less a matter of actually feeling guilty and more a matter of uh, virtue signaling that you feel guilty. Like oh, I'm so true. sorry about this or that. You I'm know, not. my ancestors, right? but you do you, it. You broadcast that. So everybody's like, Oh, he's a woke individual. He feels bad about something his ancestors did. He, un- he checked his privilege. All oh, right. He's, he's one of <laughs> us now, but that's their, that's their you attitude. Talk
1: this stuff pretty good. You hang <laughs> around college students too much. Yeah, I'm we do. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. yeah, he's woke. and He's, He's, For the, he's checked his we have, we have
2: Twitter accounts. You can't avoid it. So. Okay. For the adults line.
3: listening, yeah, the, uh, that word woke. If your grandchildren or children ever say it, you slap that word right out of their mouth. Yeah. Get
2: woke, go broke is what it <laughs> turns out. <laughs> woke, go broke. I like that.
1: All right, so big movies in 2019, of course. Avengers. Godzilla. Well, mm. Godzilla's Godzilla is going to be King of huge. the Monsters, yeah. Uh, Avengers mm-hmm. coming up uh, in-game. Yeah. Looks kind of interesting. I'm a little bit scared of it just because I think there, it's going to be this mishmash, hodgepodge of different timelines.
2: Well, my concern is that it's going to be coming after the Captain Marvel movie. And so my fear is that uh, Captain Marvel is going to swoop in and save the, the day and beat Thanos and uh, well, all the other Avengers. That's going what
1: gonna he's be been like, talking. Oh. That's what <laughs> – I mean, that's who uh, – uh, what's his name? Um, Samuel L. Jackson is texting at the end of uh, the event. Yeah, yeah it was a
2: setup for the Captain Marvel movie, yeah. which is the next one. And I saw the trailer for that one, and I actually thought the trailer was – Kind of funny. That it looks
1: the, like fun. The
2: way they, they established the setting in the trailer was really clever, having her fall into a building you know, on Earth, and then the camera pans down and shows that the building as a blockbuster video, so you yeah. immediately know when this movie is set. Uh, that, that was kind of funny. But Captain Marvel as a character is just so tainted in the comics and so toxic and, and so politicized that – the movie if it can avoid all that it might stand a chance of being good but I know it won't.
1: <laughs> okay. It'll be a miracle if it, yeah. right, it does. Well, I mean I'll go see it cuz I like Brie Larson. I liked her in, in King Kong. I thought she was mm-hmm. pretty good although her leftist leanings were up very front. apparent, very upfront. <laughs> she and was center. the she was the one character I wouldn't have
3: mind getting eaten
1: at the end <laughs> of it. <laughs> I liked the guy from uh, 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 Boardwalk uh, Empire. Empire mm-hmm yeah it was in it. he played the 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 deputy- mm-hmm. in it i like I like that guy he plays in a lot of different roles and he's always good in them. the movie he always I'm, plays the same kind of character the
3: movie I'm looking forward to is Dumbo not because I'm actually it looking looks interesting though. not because I'm looking forward to it, but that to me is gonna make or break what I do because so far Disney with their reboot with a remakes it's to me it's fifty fifty uh hits and misses so you know a couple of misses. All the Alice in Wonderland stuff didn't like. I did not like Beauty and the Beast either. I like Cinderella. Uh, Christopher Robin as a remake, or as a as a sequel, a sequel, a sequel to, to Winnie the Pooh was really good. Mary Poppins Returns was really good. Jungle mm-hmm. Book was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. So we'll just have to see. Dumbo is my favorite Disney movie. And if you and Tim Burton, if you messed this up, I am never forgiving you. He Tim did the Alice in
1: Wonderland movies. You know, Tim Burton. The thing that stood out to me on this one. Is there, Johnny Depp isn't in it. Oh, here, here Johnny they Dennis fired is, him from the, the. He's in trouble He's right in a now, lot of. So. Le- lot, he's in a lot of financial trouble right now. And they fired him from the uh, pirate movie. Yeah, and, and
2: right now they're saying he's not going to be in any more of those Harry Potter prequels, those Fantastic Beasts or whatever. Well, he
1: really overacted in this one yeah, that just well, came out.
2: People were complaining that he was in it, period, after the whole Amber Heard thing. You know, he got Me Tooed, basically hashtag Me Too. So, yeah, they're saying he should just be stricken from the record. We should never hear from Johnny Depp again. So, yeah. yeah um,. That's fine. I think I've seen enough Tim Amber Burton. Amber sh- Heard,
1: by the way, was really good in Aquaman. In Aquaman. Yeah, well, um,
2: well, when it comes to Johnny Depp, Tim Burton movies, I
3: think we've seen enough of those yeah. in our lifetime I don't think we we'll don't need anymore. to see them anymore.
1: I think they're yeah. done, to be honest with they're you. They're
3: rebooting them. I mean, it's not going to matter. The I don't Pirates even, movies? Yeah, it's yeah. not even going to be uh, Jack Sparrow. I think they're going to go with a different cast. What I The rumor, and I don't think this substantiated, is they're going to use the redhead because – in the rides so in the theme park rides for Pirates of the Caribbean the redhead is part of the auction scene she was the girl to be auctioned off mm-hmm. and then they changed it this year where she's actually one of the pirates as opposed to being a woman auctioned off so the rumor is that she's going to be the the main person and i, I don't know how lo- much longer hollywood can use political identity as a means of shilling their um uh their their base i mean you had for example the ocean's uh 12
0: Oceans 11. Oceans, Ocean's 11 to remake yeah. that happened this year did but not
3: Sandy do well. Yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters didn't do well. So how much longer can you By play the this way, game?
1: Sandra Bullock since she's done Gravity, which mm-hmm. I thought was an exceptional movie and really an exceptional movie with what they did with no gravity supposedly and how mm-hmm. they made that look. Uh, she has done that movie and she just did Bird Box that came out on Netflix. And I wouldn't have even released it because it's a ripoff off of um, now A Quiet Place. Yeah. But before that, you had uh, uh, the Shambhala? happening. Oh,
2: yeah, the happening with the plants. So yeah. I've yeah. been
1: seeing a lot of memes about Bird Box. What's it about? Have you seen it? It's about there's some kind of uh, entity that shows up on Earth if you see it. One of two things happen. One you think it's beautiful and now you are are pushed to make other people look at it. If you look at it and you're not one of these people who see something beautiful about it, it makes you commit suicide. And so people okay. when they go outside are wearing Blindfold.
2: Okay, so this is a, a rip off of Day of the Triffids, is what it Kinda, sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I love Triffids. And Day of the, the premise the of Day of the Triffids was great. Was that there's this like solar flare that renders everyone on Earth blind? That looked at it. Yeah, at that looked at it. So only people who were asleep or this one person who's having eye surgery, you know, got out of uh, being blinded. But at the same time, these alien plants come down and start eating everybody. But nobody can fight back against the plants because they're blind. Until they,
1: the people in the lighthouse figure out how to stop. Them.
2: Exactly. And so for. An for an old sci fi movie, it's one of the good. best. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's really good.
1: good. I mean, uh, I, you know, I'd love to show some of those, but you can't get them. Oh, they did, the, they the didn't film masters, did, yeah. They didn't digitalize them, they yeah, didn't save them.
2: I, yeah, I noticed you said you were playing mo- some, like, legit, like, legi- like oh, classics that everyone agrees are classics, like yeah. Casablanca, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, imagine those are easier to get a hold of yes. than something like Day of the Trinity. They were, they were
1: <laughs> digitalized. I, I mean, I would like to show Soylent Green. Mm. It's gone. You can't get it. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the perfect uh, Christ symbolized you know movie ever made. It was uh, a great. I film. thought it was
2: King Kong Lives.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, that's the one. That, that's the one that ends with um, King Kong um, and his and Queen Kong, who's pregnant with their baby, being chased by the military. And Queen Kong collapses into labor into yes. a manger, and yeah. uh, Kong dies protecting her um, as uh, Baby Kong is born in a manger. Oh. Yeah.
1: No. No. This was Charlton Heston. <laughs> yeah. Dies right. at the end. He is. He looks like Christ on the mm-hmm. cross laying in the fountain and he's, his blood is running into the fountain yep. and his blood has the cure for the virus now you can't get any more christ-like than that
2: now doesn't he get uh, turned into soylent green at the end oh, No,
1: no no, no the, let me <laughs> mention I, I'm, no. that's not soylent green soylent green is the where, one where he says they're making us yeah. into food. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought your, your your allegory was
2: that, you know, like, they eat his body and his, his yeah, blood.
1: <laughs> probably part of it. But, I mean, he played that type of a character yeah. a lot. But I'm trying to think, which one am I talking about? This one, everybody turned into a vampire. A oh, the Omega Man. Yeah, the Omega Man. Yeah. Okay, and so the, he, uh, was, he was the savior of the world. Yeah,
2: Um so my favorite version of uh of that story of that adaptation is actually the vincent price version the Last oh Man yeah that, that's yeah. i think that's the best one better yeah, than the I will smith that version uh, I yeah, that was public that. domain so it's probably anybody who has a copy it's not worth digitizing to most people because you can't own it because it's public domain
1: because we used to yeah. do uh, sci-fi movies and and mm. because i know people like mm. sci-fi i love sci-fi and i wanted to do uh fantastic voyage oh yeah and uh we also did logan's run the only way we could show them was to be able to show them. We had to get the okay from the studio to show the DVD.
2: Um, and how the how those look, by the way, not but real not, good. Not real good.
1: No, not yeah. nothing like what you so, see when you digitalize. What about the, film.
2: the the original War of the Worlds? Like the original, yeah, you can version. get that. You one. can get that one. Yeah, you okay. can still
1: get that one. I've shown that before, hmm. but uh, you know, the really great stuff. Yeah, you can't get it anymore. I mean, I couldn't get. Uh, Dracula has risen from the dead with Christopher Lee. Oh, when you, I tried.
2: but when you got um horror of Dracula, I was really surprised. Yeah, they had that, that one.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of the hammer stuff is gone.
2: Oh, yeah, like you couldn't get Curse of Frankenstein no. or something like that. Yeah, can you get Night of the Lepus? Mm. <laughs> they give it to you for free. That, to take that
1: movie was compared to Rabbit Poop. Last time I heard of it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more Marks here, and so is Tim. We're talking about now 2019 and what you can expect at the theaters. A couple of live-action movies coming that I'm kind of interested in. One is really a live-action. The other one they say is live-action, but I don't believe it. we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Lion King? Yeah. All right, let's continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show talking 2019. Two live-version movies coming. Uh... In 2019, one true live version, second one, not so much. First one, although I was excited about this until I heard that Will Smith was in it, and and that's Aladdin.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Will
1: Smith is playing the genie.
2: Yeah, and that's, um, Will Smith is... He can be pretty obnoxious and intolerable in a lot of things. And I think he's actually better when he's Why not playing Sinbad. He would have been oh, better. Oh, man. Yeah, Sinbad or, <laughs> geez, get a, get Shaq back to play Kazam. Yeah, yeah. that'd be all right. I don't Good know. I mean, shame. actually, so Aladdin, I remember going to the theater and seeing that as a kid when it came out and it was like 91 or 92, something like that. And I loved that movie. I, I adored it as a kid. Um, Those are great movies, yeah. great stories. Uh, so the, the Arabian live,
1: Night story. Oh
2: yeah, I mean the live action movie though. It's I'm wondering if it's going to lose a lot of the charm in trying to transition to something more serious as a live action yeah. movie. Like sometimes it works. Like Cinderella, for example, which Tim saw. Like they were able to take that movie and they added a lot more substance to it to the plot to the story. Because if you go back and you watch the original animated Cinderella, it's like. Uh, 40 minutes of Tom and Jerry bull crap and then 10 minutes of princesses. Um, so the movie had a lot of work to do to basically build a plot into it. Um, Aladdin's not quite like that. Aladdin had more script to it, but also, it has very thin characters. I hear they're they're doing things like um, Iago is not going to talk. No, Gilbert Godfrey. Instead, um, Jafar is going to yeah, Jafar is going to have like um, a, a human assistant, like henchman, who I think is in the Broadway version of Aladdin. I might have to look that up. But they're going to be making changes like that to try and uh, make it um,
1: more politically correct.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Well. If, without the not have godfrey yeah i mean you know
1: what he did what <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what's wrong
2: with fun though what's wrong with uh having a talking bird voiced by gilbert godfrey i mean you've already got a genie and you and they have the cave of wonders and they, they had frank welker the voice of the cave of wonders in the cartoon in the trailer so you got a talking cave you got a flying carpet you got a genie uh, talking bird
1: <laughs> okay we'll come back and tell you about the one that says they're alive, but i'm doubting it i think they're lying to us we'll talk about it here in a moment when we come back after the news on the Dave Ellswick show all right back you haven't seen Aquaman, huh?
2: I have not seen Aquaman. Um, so I saw Man of Steel, and I hated it. And so I didn't see any more of the DC movies. Then uh, I finally went to see Wonder Woman because of the buzz about it, and Wonder Woman was okay. That was the best of ones. Okay, that was really good. So I just didn't, don't have any interest in the DC movies. But I hear Aquaman is okay, so maybe I'll check it out. Well, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing uh, you know Wonder Woman this next year. The, the sequel comes. Oh, out. Oh yeah, that is. Linda Carter's out. in it.
2: Oh, okay. So they finally yeah, convinced coming, her to come back. Yeah,
1: she's coming back, and I, I guess she's playing somebody from uh, Amazonia. She should have played
2: Hippolyta, but they couldn't get her back for the first one. No, but, oh
1: well. it'd be fun to see her again on the big, to yeah. see her on the big screen because she, the, uh, you know, she was Wonder for you who don't know, she was Wonder Woman before anybody thought about putting Wonder Woman <laughs> on the big big screen. So and she was good at it. Uh, you know, I was watching. We're going to show this as a classic uh, this year coming up, and that's Greece. It'd be the it's it's 41st anniversary. Mm. Think about that for a minute, folks. 41st anniversary. And I watched a special, two-hour special called "Behind Closed Doors" on Greece. Really interesting about making that movie and how they shot it and how they did it because. Everybody in that movie was twenty-eight years of age or older, and they were playing high school. Oh, that was the standard. And, and how did they make? And they made it work yeah. by how they shot people, the, fo- the soft focus that they used, and all of that. It was pretty, Vaseline pretty, on the lens. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Conway, who played Kanicki, had played Danny, you know, Zuko on the Broadway show, mm. and uh, Travolta had had not played any of the big parts on Broadway, but he ended up playing Zuko. it was just pretty interesting the political kind of the the political minefield they had to walk with him. I mean uh Grease Lightning that's Kanicki's song. Yeah. And they took it from him from from Conway they already took the Zuko from him and gave it to to Travolta and they gave the song to Travolta too. Because he only had one other song in the movie, and that was the the big song to Jeez. go in that movie so it's pretty interesting watching it. I would love to if i could there's there's movies that you would like i'd like to bring in some of the actors from them mm-hmm. so for them to talk about. And out of that, Didi Kahn would be the person that I would like to come and talk about it.
3: I'm glad you didn't say Travolta. No. <laughs> no. He, could,
2: he could talk to you about, uh, f- like, phetons or whatever those things. Yeah. Are, Scientology. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's pretty crazy about that. So I mean, I mean the, the, we were talking about, you know, his movie that he made, you know, that that dealt with Scientology and all of that. Yeah. With, uh, what was that guy's name that wrote the book? Rod Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. Dian- Ron Dianetics Hunter, or yeah. whatever. And then he's he was a sci-fi writer, some of his sci-fi was pretty doggone good, to be honest. But not so much a religion.
2: Poisoned the well with the whole yeah, Scientology thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: he really did. He d- he did that for sure. Okay, so the movie we were going to talk about, and I wanted to warn you about it because look, big movie, November Frozen Two. All right, no for right now, big big movie coming earlier than that, early in the year. The live version, and I'm going to put air quotes up here right. in the studio, is The Lion King.
2: Yeah, it's not... That's uh, not
1: people that you're going to see. All the animals are going to be CGI.
2: And all the environments are going to be CGI. There isn't going to be any scrap of live action in that movie. It's, I mean, it's going to be photorealistic CG, but it's still going to be CGI. Yeah, look like The Jungle Book. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, The Jungle Book like. at least had uh, the kid who played Mowgli in it, yeah. so it had... Everything else was CG. Like uh, Tim told me, actually, that um, the plants in the jungle in the Jungle Book movie were all CG, and I was really surprised because it, it's it looked really good. Really
1: good, good that they, what yeah. they can do. But it's I still kind of like having humans in my movies somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I'm I'm
3: trying to think of it, if there's any way they can implement live-action elements into the Lion well, a live King A live-action
2: landscape would be the only thing to do, you know, and then just have the CG characters atop, like, you know, actual rocks and actual desert and savannah. Uh, I
3: think savannah, but, the reason they yeah. don't do that is it's because it's actually um, more time-savvy yeah. to just render the environment and have the characters interact Absolutely. with it.
2: I mean, if they would just bill it as the, the CG remake of The Lion King, then I think that would be... That wouldn't make it bad. It's just being more honest. <laughs> I
5: mean, Mowgli is
1: a perfect example on Netflix of doing, you know, the Jungle Book with, they did a lot of human hmm. interaction in that. But all the animals are CGI. Yeah. And they're done well. I mean, I'll be honest. It, when I went and saw the Jungle Book, the realistic cats that they had, to me, were like, whoa, they've come a long way on this. Because I remember when they... When they did Monsters Inc. and the big blue guy. Uh, oh, it's, um, Sully. Sully, yeah. Sully. I mean, I remember how difficult it was to get the hair to really look yep. like hair and how you know Pixar worked and worked and worked and worked and worked on that and it looked so realistic. Mm-hmm. And now I mean you have to really kind of pay attention to see that they're not CGI made characters. Oh, yeah.
3: I think um, Jungle Book, which came out two years ago, I think that in terms of how you do it, that, did, that really uh, made the best use of CGI where you can't tell. I mean, there's one scene where I was convinced that it was filmed uh, in live action because it didn't require CGI, if you think about it. It's a scene in the ravine. Mowgli falls into a ravine, it's raining, mm-hmm. and there's all these elk, and they're running through the ravine, and Shere Khan is watching on top. There's no dialogue or anything, you just have right. to show these car- these uh, wildebeests kind of going through this muddy ravine, completely CGI, the whole thing, and I was completely fooled. I just thought, this looks no different than like a National Geographic photo shoot. Nope, it's all fake, and you couldn't tell.
1: By the way, I was reading about Disney again, as I alluded to last hour and and their streaming service that is supposed to come online sometime at the end of next year which by the way is just a few days away i like saying next year and it's like four days away but the bottom line is that they have bought nat geo as well
3: oh Oh my gosh (laughs) oh and they're about to close that deal with 20th century fox too
1: they're going to own everything they're, they're going to have oh them. At some, well, at some
3: point, at some point, that's a monopoly that's going to get busted up. We're I all going to be
2: working for Disney
3: one of these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the evil empire, yeah. the Starbucks of movies. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. But uh, Atomic Blonde two is being worked on. Uh, John Wick three comes out yes. next year. I'm looking forward to that. John Wick takes on the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, I've loved every hmm. one of these movies you killed my dog that's, a, I plot. that's a plot that's the best motivation dog. ever yeah <laughs> i love i liked it i liked it a lot but uh yeah i was a big fan of john and i'm a big fan of atomic blonde i mm-hmm. thought that was a great movie um, just because of the fight scenes in it
2: i didn't see that one but uh next year is oh, you uh, gotta watch that it's uh, really good well the the only other movie i can think of that i'm waiting for is it chapter two that's so, coming out That's next year yeah, yeah
1: we'll be here as well there's a couple of other movies that are coming. Spider-Man: Far From Home comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, oh, that comes yeah. out. Conjuring with Annabelle comes out. I'm kind of looking forward to that because, like I said, the Warrens are in it, and I think that that's when the movies are at their best. Is when they're a part of yeah. the story.
2: I think I think those spin-off movies feel like they're directed. Spin-off to, movies. They feel like direct-to-DVD <laughs> movies that somehow got released in theaters. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I. I really like those movies that feature Warrens, just because I know the backstory mm-hmm. of the the real people. Yeah. and uh, I mean they're the ones that were the first ones that wrote about the Anna, Amityville Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. you know. I got some movies.
4: Okay, for, for next year. Uh, yeah, for next year, I got good. Glass coming out next oh, month. Oh yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> oh, yeah. good. I'm um, looking forward to it. Can't forget about the Joker film. Hmm. Uh, Jumanji.
1: Yeah, Jumanji mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. and uh, Shazam. Oh yes, Shazam! Shazam. Looks really so good. I, yeah.
4: I was just saying
2: that I wasn't interested in seeing uh, many DC movies, but I am interested in seeing Shazam because yeah. it seems like it's finally bucking that uh, DC movie sour face that all those yeah, it's films a fun, have. it
1: looks funny yeah it's it's re- and really and I
2: really a funny like uh, his his name of the comics was Captain Marvel, not to be confused with Marvel's Captain Marvel, who's a woman now, but um, Shazam has a great mythology in the comics. He's a really interesting character. He's very distinct from Superman, despite visual appearances. And so, I mean, they could make a great movie with him. So um, hopefully they did.
1: So let me just ask you two what you think. Ben Affleck as Batman is done. Mm-hmm. Superman for Harry Cavell is done. Yeah. He's not coming back. So who takes those positions? Is there anything oh. out there that of the, who they think might make? I'm hearing... Who was it that I heard about Superman? It was... um was it Don Cheadle? John, John Hamm. John, John Hamm. Hamm. That's who I heard. John mm. Hamm. That can be interesting. He's a good actor. I mm. thought
4: he was going to play Batman's father, Thomas Wayne, uh, at some point.
1: Well, who's going to play Batman? No. Well. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm glad that Ben Affleck is getting the, out of Dodge. Well. I don't like Ben Affleck. I don't think he can act himself out of a paper bag.
2: You know, um, I would agree agree with you. I mean, you see him in a lot of those Kevin Smith comedies, and he's just awful. He
1: always has
3: a drooping lower lip.
1: (laughs) The only movie that I have seen that I really liked him in was The Accountant.
3: Yes, 100%. That was actually one of the best movies I saw two years ago. He was good in that
1: movie. Really Mm -hmm. good in that movie. But I think it was the concept that made me forget it was well, Ben
3: Affleck, and, and he can have that lower lip, yeah, because yeah, it's that. in the character. Because sure. he's in a play, because yeah, he, he plays kind of a I strange wish we guy. We were on
1: Facebook today. <laughs> that's really good, Tim. He's doing that great. Yeah, look at my chin. Yeah, <laughs> I got the chin.
4: And one more film I got Pokemon Detective Pikachu. No, <laughs> that,
2: that no, the CG in yes. that
4: one just looks. Nightmarish
2: because they're trying to find this middle ground between the cartoon designs and uh-huh. like actual anatomical
3: features, and it's this uncanny valley. And like Jigglypuff and Pikachu <laughs> look terrifying. <laughs> when I saw when I heard Ryan Reynolds' voice coming out of Pikachu, I just
2: no I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh so they didn't no. get Danny DeVito There's just a- for that.
1: <laughs> no, Danny DeVito is in Dumbo. Oh, oh, that's right. He's the ringmaster, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Michael amazing. Keaton. That's kind of weird. Was it Colin Firth? That's, uh, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. And he looks pretty good in this one. And where is Eva Green in this movie? Who's she playing? I have no idea. They just made up characters. <laughs> kind of
3: I'm weird. I'm so worried about it. I mean, I want it to be good, but this is going to be that make or break.
2: Well, we're talking Dumbo, me. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Dumbo cartoon was a 45-minute movie it's not even feature length by today's standards so it's probably that Cinderella thing where they yes. had to put a lot of into it to get it to a feature length you know a 90 or 100 minute movie um, but that could be good we, or bad we can see what it's
1: all about <laughs> it's about Dumbo finding his mom again and Dumbo getting where he's not afraid to fly
3: well the thing about it is that for a short movie it has a lot of depth in it mm. for example and I pointed this out in a recent uh, uh, commentary on the trailer it's important that timothy the mouse is in it and that he plays the pivotal character of being the only one sticking up for him because mm-hmm. by stereotype mice and elephants are enemies don't get along they don't That's get along great. and yet he's rejected by his own herd and it's the enemy so it's a good samaritan kind of tale in it mm-hmm. the same thing is true with the crows the crows get a lot of flack from people who who only look at the movie superficially and they say well the crows are racial stereotypes." The crows were the good guys. The crows were the people who help Dumbo fly right. They're in they the movie for like
2: five minutes, right? And yet they first they start out making fun of him. Then Timothy tells the crows, "Yeah, stop picking on him. He lost his mom." And then they feel bad, so they already go through a character arc in like two minutes. They have a great song. They use an intelligent uh, scheme to get uh, Dumbo to figure out yeah, how it's to not fly. Like they're, they're Heckle great. and Jekyll. Right? No, they're not Heckle and Jekyll. They're actually great, uh, very uh, multifaceted characters. Yeah, and
1: as a kid, I <laughs>
3: I love those crows. I love yeah. you know all those characters. So I have no idea how having the human substitutes is going to – I mean, I, I think that already fundamentally kind of changes things. So we'll see how, how they play it out. They I, could have just gone the same route as Jungle Book, but they didn't.
1: More coming your way. Stick with us. We'll be back to finish it up for 2018. It's great to have Mark and have Tim here to finish up this year with me because we'll have them back on here uh, within the next couple of weeks to talk about 2019 mm-hmm. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm right, back – all right, we had a lot of people send us extra movies because we were like seven movies shy of the 12 that uh, Matt and I had put together. So we added those three, and that gave, and then I had to come up with two more. So this is the classic movies coming up for 2019. Uh, January 9th will be Gone with the Wind. That's a, the normal movie we open every year with. I just do it to, to tick off all the politically correct people out there. They think that I'm showing the most racist movie ever made. It's made more money, and if you look at uh, what uh, it's done as far as money, if you do the uh, move of how much that money is worth today or whatever, it's worth $52 billion. That's what it took <laughs> wow. in. Just so you know. I mean, it's the only movie I know where an entire state designated the day that it opened as a holiday for people to go see it. It's an amazing story. But Gone with the Wind, January 9th. Uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I can just tell you second Tuesday of every month. In February, James Dean is back on the big screen again, Rebel Without a Cause. It's a great movie. If you've never seen it, you got to see it. March, another one I show just about every year because uh, the script was voted the best script ever written casablanca uh april easter passion of the christ mill gibson may uh may greece 41st anniversary uh june vertigo jimmy stewart i think kim novak if i'm not mistaken it is kim novak July, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which I think, personally, is the best Terminator movie made.
2: Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, Yeah, what's the competition? Terminator Salvation? Terminator 1. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Terminator 1, yeah. August, The Wizard of Oz. September, Sean Connery, the only guy that I think is the greatest, you know, James Bond, Goldfinger. October, from Pine Bluff. The uh, the lead is played by an actress from Pine Bluff. I Spit on Your Grave, I think 1975, maybe. Hmm. November, The Searchers. And then December, White Christmas. Somebody just called and said I should show Birth of a Nation as a <laughs> classic movie. No, uh, I don't think I'll do that. If we had a copy of Song of the South. Oh, I still get mad about that. That it's been they, stuck in the it. vault,
2: you know, and they I've won't got, let it out.
1: I've got a yeah. DVD of that. I got that. a bootleg too, and so it's I a good watch, movie. Well, it's got an Academy Award winning it's, song. It's an
2: incredibly misunderstood movie. Yes, people it is. think they know what it's about. They think they know what what's in the it's movie, not but Uncle they're Ramus, wrong, man. It's, it's a yeah. totally
3: different. It's a Mandela effect. Mm. It's when people remember it or think it's about one thing, and then when you watch it, it's like, oh wait, that's not really what it was about at no. all. No
1: it's just it's great it's really a fun movie it's to a watch. great movie yeah. you know i really really enjoyed it but yeah anyway we got we always show the wizard of oz in august because i think every kid should see that and said so all the kids are going back to school that month we mm-hmm. do we do wizard of oz that's just a wonderful some to up. <laughs> old movie i mean it's a great movie it really really is even if you read all the stuff behind how they mistreated the little people.
2: Well, they mistreated everybody. The Tin Man like had a weird allergic reaction to the paint. And well, the, he the, didn't the,
1: get to play. That was Buddy Ebsen. Oh, yeah, and he couldn't play
2: it. The he fr- couldn't play yeah, it. But, but um, the, the actress who played the Wicked Witch got like horribly burned. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of got brutalized in that movie. Well,
1: that's the way they made <laughs> movies back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what can I say? It was done with real effects. <laughs> so if they had to set you on fire, well, mm-hmm. you signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a paycheck, so burn <laughs> and don't scream while you're burning. Tim, thanks for coming in. Absolutely, Always my pleasure. A pleasure. What do you got coming up that's new? Everybody should know about.
3: Well, right now, so Mark and I, we're actually we just began production yesterday, but we're working on the sequel to My Hero Magademia. Uh, it's just going to be called Walmart First Term Part Two, and that book comes out uh, spring of next year. And then we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna work on the sequel to Black Hops. Black Ops hair trigger. I'm Looking oh, forward two. to that. Yeah. We Does uh,
1: anybody called uh, anybody talked to you guys about any of that stuff being, I don't know, made into a cartoon or anything?
3: Uh we're not that popular yet. <laughs> you're yeah. that I do you're I do have I do have pretty interesting news. I can't tell you everything about it though, but in April I am gonna go up to D C for something pretty Huge, involving uh politics. So we're gonna use the same formula that we had in 2018, and just continue with the properties that we have.
1: All right. So if anybody is really interested, I'd like to get uh, Tim and Mark up to CPAC. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you're I'd listening like, out there, we'd I want to I I get them up there because here's a thing that the the right doesn't understand. It's something that Breitbart understood, and, and and you know Andrew knew it really well, and and that is that culture flows down to politics. Mm. I mean, movies, music, all that's flowing downstream to to politics. It will affect politics. Why he said that we had to take the culture back if we wanted to save the country. He was yeah, great. It's
2: true. I mean. Anybody who disagrees, just tell them to go to their local comic shop and grab a copy of Captain Marvel or Squirrel Girl or even Captain America. Sit down and read it and try not to gag or just, you know, or just rip it in half and you'll see what we're talking about. One
1: of my favorite stickers I got here in the studio, Andrew Breitbart, and he's screaming and it says hashtag war. i know what he meant yeah culture war we Mm -hmm. we are in a war Mm -hmm. that's what we're in all right guys we'll get back together here in a couple of weeks for 2019 last show of 2018 got an hour more coming with you we're going to repeat an hour uh we're going to talk with the uh, managing editor of front page magazine you won't want to miss that and then robert steinbach joins me for the last half hour